Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Podcast like it. Just podcast like it. Podcast like it's 1999 Hello and welcome to Podcast Like It's 1999 the podcast where we look back at the movies of 99 from our fallout shelters here it had to be in 2018 yeah. I am one of your hosts Kenny Nybart and I'm Phil Liskov and with us today is the person who chose this movie <laughs> <laughs> Aaron LaRosa. Um, Aaron is the social media manager at Netflix, or maybe a social media manager at uh, Netflix. Yeah. Uh, so, excuse me, a social media manager Thank at ne- you Netflix. For that. Um, <laughs> I was once not to cut, work cut, at Buzzfeed not, prior to that. I'm going to go on a tangent. She went to. I'm not going to tangent immediately, but I'm going to go on a tangent immediately. Okay. I was once at a wedding for a person at HBO who was not very high up on the totem pole. He's okay. a little higher now. And the fo- but all the people high up on the totem pole were at this wedding. Uh-huh. I can name some of these names. We'll Sir Nagel, Michael sure. Plepler, some um, Richard Plepler, Mike Michael Lombardo. Michael Lombardo, Plepler might not have been there. Lombardo and Nagel definitely were there. Okay. And the father of the bride gave a speech and said, with this person at the helm at HBO, I know that oh, <laughs> oh, I know that for real though, or like as a joke. I don't think he knew the difference. I think it's one of those yeah. things that, like, if you don't have parents who are in the industry, like my exactly. my mom and dad are like, you work on one of the pages on the internet. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's sure. exactly what I do. That's you. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. One of the many and when, pages. I was, when I was at BuzzFeed, they were like, oh, you run BuzzFeed. And I was like, yes. Right. It's just easier Absolutely to just, yeah. True. yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm sorry I said you were the social media manager because <laughs> there are 16 the other, there are 16 other fair, managers. It happens like, to me still in terms of writing credits, you, too. Did create something? Uh, yeah. yeah, I did. I did. Okay. Well, but that's sure. But still, I mean, I, actually, let you're me not just be, the creator. You're a creator. I am. I am that one of the true. co-creators of Sleepy yes. Hollow. But 
even when that was happening, explaining the stages of the development of that went completely – they were just like, when's it going to be on TV? Right. Like, well, it's a script first and then it's a pilot <laughs> and then – and you what channel? To, yeah, tell like, me. When will it tell be on? me about it? I know. Tell me the time. I'm not um, DVRing yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah. When can I tell all my friends it will be on? Oh, it's like, okay. like literally never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. and, then, and then when it's on, it's well, it's on this like website that like has ads. Okay, um, let's talk about <laughs> the network that shall not be named. Let's talk about some net. Let's talk about some uh, streaming based content without ads on the internet. Mm. Um, Aaron. <laughs> Who <laughs> works at Netflix? A great mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you like your job? I love it. What do you <laughs> tell me? What it is you Who's do? Who's listening to this? Um, um, tell, not many people not, at this point. Did well, you ask yeah. what it is I do? I like that Phil says not many people at this point. We had hundreds mm. of thousands. Yeah, just but dropped we've alienated off. We've just them all. alienated them all. <laughs> so just, that's why you're just, here. We're dying as, uh, as we speak. So we had literally a hundred <laughs> thousand listeners for our first yeah. one, but we've pissed But then all we did Anna and the King. Yeah, except <laughs> there are six people in Toronto who still listen. You yeah. know what will bring them back? Blast, blast from, from the past. past. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. this podcast is. It's yeah. a blast from the past. But no, truly, what is it? What is it you do? Because our listeners may not know. I certainly know exactly what you do, but our listeners may not know. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, you know, Um, we've talked about it a lot. Um, So I help uh, oversee like film content at Netflix and I help to promote it through Mm -hmm. social media. So I think of, you know, social campaigns that can go around our movies. This is original movies. Yeah, this is our original content. We are um, actually going to be launching like some some social pages uh, around films and we will cover like some of the licensed titles we have. On the service, so okay. those are non-originals. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so just a lot of so promotion. like blast from the past would it would oh, count. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, not. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> guys. sorry guys, this iconic film is not one not of yet. the. I mean, could be you know any day now though. Yeah. I think um, at least in terms of children's movies, which is ninety nine percent of my Netflix oh, viewing. Okay. Mm. I thought um, you were going to call this a children's. This film. is not a children's yeah. film. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of children's movies, Netflix has some really high quality stuff. Yeah, like the top stuff right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I I had heard the story um, that someone said that they were watching uh, cable TV with their kid, and a commercial came on, and their kid started crying. What's that? Yeah, they were like, "What? You interrupted my thing? Like, why That's, are you doing yeah, this?" Yeah. The parents would stop, would start crying too, because it's mm-hmm. just shit to buy. Right. Because when I when my kids go to my parents, like they did this morning. Uh, they watch normal TV, old, you know, yeah. old fashioned TV. Yeah, OG and television. OG television. That's right. <laughs> and it's just the ads. The ads are thing they need, thing they need, yes. thing they need, thing they need. At at the end of it, I have sixteen things on a Christmas list. Yeah. That's exactly how I used to make my. I was like a very uh, type A kid and still human, mm-hmm. and I used to keep a list, like a running oh, list, wow. all year of like I need that, I need that. Yeah. Need now that. I now I do it for my kids, <laughs> but. Okay. So, all right. So, you're social media manager at right. Netflix, and you are a f- fan of which or which ele- which element or elements of this all of film? Um, well, I, I guess the better question is, why did I pick this movie? You, so, you saw this film in '99. Do you think it's a safe yeah? Assumption? So, I uh, was 14 years old, and it was a very um, important year, pivotal time in my life in terms of puberty and uh, sure, formative. Yes, sure. and Brendan. 
Fraser. That this particular. is that that type of podcast. You can keep going. Yeah, you can Great. Keep, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was like my <laughs> sexual awakening really? person. And in this film? Okay. <laughs> Not well, this I, film. I, it was I, I, I just before we go on, just before we go on, was it was that a real comment or a joke comment? It, what? The, the sexual awakening thing? Yeah. 100%. All right, cool. Love it. That's Love what it. I was hoping. I can I can going. tell you a few pivotal roles. He first of all, he okay. was in now and then as like a um That's drugged up Vietnam vet. Mm-hmm. And he was so hot. I was like, hello, um, it's me. And As, like a shell shock. Yes. You, I don't know. He just was kind of like grimy looking. It speaks a lot to who I am today. Um, he, he did a movie called George of the Jungle, yeah, which sure. was like, well, aware. he caught. Well, because he was in a loincloth, basically, the whole Literally, movie. Literally, it was like, he w- and it's not even my type of dude. It's like a surfer dude. Like, yeah. he's bronze and he has like a 12 pack and this like beach hair. But like, it's one of those things where if you look at him in that movie and you're like he's not attractive you're literally lying he's just so beautiful okay. in that movie um, i'm not sure can, can i've seen George i have another question though I, I don't want to stop this line of <laughs> questioning question yeah. is this a is this a widely held view among women that he is like a that he's a, like a, a beefcake a, like a serious babe yeah. i mean i think he was a total babe and you can still like right now he's on a show on fx yeah trust Trust, and it's like he has these eyes where when you look into his eyes he still has these beautiful baby blue eyes and you can you just know that he was hot at some point i am (laughs) when you look i i i I am i am you know what i'm saying i am not the kind of guy to say this okay mm-hmm. because in general i mean not not in general i love talking about men's attractiveness yeah i had an i had a three-hour conversation with three friends last night about men's attractiveness let's go out after this we can just it's, it, 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 no it really it's really one of my favorite pastimes i am floored <laughs> i i truly i am i because i i well, I, I watched uh I watched the affair. I I, I yeah. love yes, the affair. He was on the affair. I yes. love the affair. Yeah. And all I could think of was, man, this guy aged poorly. He really did. He did age poorly. Um, Though there's the, that recent profile on GQ, like he has a very interesting recent story. Well, he went story. through like some serious medical, yeah. and I'm like super yeah. into him as a as a human. actor and yeah. human. Yeah. Um, and then there's the GIF. The infamous gift from well, the Well, I was the just going to bring Globes. that up. Yeah, the, the cla- hand clap. The weird clapping. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see that in this movie, in Blast from the Past. You're like, oh, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah. 1999 like right was like – and part of the reason Peak. why I picked this movie was like when I remember watching this as a kid and still thinking he was hot. And when I rewatched it, for the first like hour, I was like – what is going on? I was like, my yeah. there's no tingling in my pants. I was like, where? <laughs> All where right. is the Brendan Fraser right. I know and love? That is the first time it, that's it, been uttered on the podcast. It only took nine minutes, yeah. but we have a new best guest. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <No. laughs> but then it's there's that rain scene. Do you remember that scene? When Which he's scene? like out in the rain. Talk about this movie? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And like yeah. his hair. It, yeah. Honestly, it was his goddamn hair. It's his hair. And it's like then when it's wet, his hair's wet. And he's like... His drenched, and I'm like, oh yes, this is the Brendan Fraser I know and love, and he looked so pretty again, and I was like, yes, because well, he looks it. good in the Mummy, like he's an action totally. hero in that, and his totally. hair looks great in he that movie, and everything in works in that movie. I guess yeah. he's good but looking. Then, I mean, like, <laughs> I, mean, I don't, he's not, he's not hideous. Here's guys, the thing: he's right? a leading man. I'm not he saying, I'm not man. saying, he's, I'm not saying he's, he's he a leading man. He's hideous. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I always kind of like, and and we're gonna get into this, and then you know, spoiler alert. I think this is a great performance. 
And I think he's a good. Well, it's, and I think he's a it's really the reason the movie works at all. Yeah, and I think he's a really, really good actor and really <laughs> yeah. and really underrated in in so many ways. Yes. Um, but like school ties, for instance. Uh, sure. Like he was not. He was like the worst looking guy of those. Dudes. Oh come on! Like he's don't you remember the, the shower scene? Worse. No, of course well, I do. Okay, I'm like hi. Can, I can I, I remember the shower. I can quote. I can quote it. Yeah, you know, some guy got up and sang "There are pennies from heaven" and a thousand Jews joined the air force. So that's that's the the that's the the anti-Semitic joke yeah. that got Brendan fighting naked. Yeah, yeah. My introduction to Brendan Fraser was in Ceno Man, I think. Yes. Yeah. I think that was when I was like, total oh. babe. Yeah, sure. It's very, I don't remember it's much about Ceno Man. Very similar movie. He plays it a is in a very total similar. babe in that movie. Well, we were talking earlier before we got on mic. Aaron and I were talking about how it's kind of his lane of this yes. sort of doe-eyed kind of. You know, it's not really fish out of water, but it's kind of fish well, out is. of water. Yeah. It's well, like, this is more fish out of water. Like, and Encino Man is, is like, he's like thawed out and he's like, this is a new world. Yeah. And he's like a baby deer coming yeah. out. And right. then in Georgia, the jungle, it's Same. like he's yeah, yeah. been raised by animals and like he meets people for the first time. And then yeah. in this movie, too, it's like, I've been in a bunker. There's also, and even um, the mummy, he plays it a little bit, too. Yes. Like, there's this, this like, pl- there's also it's, uh, the scouring, though, with Albert Brooks. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very similar thing. Steve Nebraska, he's pitching somewhere God knows where. He has like these night terrors. Yeah. Albert Brooks has to take care of him. He's just very earnest. I think yes. it's not stupid because I don't think that any and of the I characters think it are comes dumb. Back to his eyes. When he's you actually look in his eyes. That's actually the. That's actually fall in love with his eyes. The the the, the critical decision this movie made, mm-hmm. and where I think it fails, fails <laughs> is uh, that's is, what words in your mouth. No, but it's it's. So what I said to Phil mm-hmm. over text, the way I feel about this movie, mm-hmm. to get into it a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, was that I think it's great, and I also think that it could have been a classic. Um, I think conceptually this movie could have been, to your point, a fucking classic. Yeah. I think they just – they had the wrong thing in their crosshairs, I think. The, they just the, – the, the, it should have been a romantic comedy. From Alicia Silverstone's perspective, and probably not cast Alicia Silverstone as much as I totally agree with you. Parts of the film totally are agree. from her perspective. Like they do that weird voiceover at the end. That's the end of this movie is insane. Yeah, the the, the final voiceover that she taught. I'm like, I don't even know. I I no joke watched it five times to try to understand what the fuck she was saying in that voiceover. <laughs> they they. I we I can't wait to get into this movie because like it is this weird because it, it is like this weird beautiful disaster yes. because yes. it's like okay he is it is a fish out of water movie but that's not but really it's not it, it's an alien movie this is an alien yeah. this is about an alien coming yes, yes, to earth right this that. is ET yeah and ET wasn't told from ET's perspective it was told from Elliot's Elliot. so yeah. to further my point there yeah. is nothing wrong. With Brendan Fraser's character, there's nothing that needs to be fixed. the 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 thing with his character is he's yeah. perfect. Yeah, like all well, like he's but he's, he's not, not that he's not that dissimilar from his surroundings is my bigger issue. Like I think about the fact that everything about him needed to be dialed up in terms of the way he when he walks into the world, he's just not that he's he's not that shaken by it. And I think about the fact that you have a man from the 1950s and you have a, an independent, intelligent, funny, you know, I don't know, ball busting woman, supposedly something to that effect. Sure. And there's never any real water and oil. He's never really, there's no juxtaposition of that, of, of the values that quote unquote values that exist in the 1950s. And 
there's any number of jokes that could have been made about the chivalrous nature of men in the 50s or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. None of that was played. No, because this movie very clearly takes the point of view. Mm -hmm. It's not the 50s, it's the 60s, but whatever. That, 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 That period of time produced better people. And 1999 produces trash. 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 That's right. <laughs> utter trash. <laughs> Garbage people. Like when they people. come up from yeah. their elevator and they're like literally yeah. in a Newton's. dumpy bar. Don't yeah. even, yeah. We have to unpack the Joey Plotnik stuff at a certain point because that stuff is insane. Like Joey Plotnik, yeah. Joey Slotnik. Whatever. The, I difference. like the Joey Plotnik stuff. That, that's <laughs> what I'm, it is. I mean, sure. But truthfully, that stuff all we'll – t- we'll, we'll, we'll do a deeper dive into this. But I, I think that to your point, thematically – the issue I, I that the problem I had with the film is that it never really capitalizes on the potential of its premise. You know what I mean? Like the idea of if first of all, this movie doesn't need to be two hours either. This movie should have been a tight. It was. It was yeah. It was, I can't believe it was two hours. Yeah, it was. <laughs> like it should have been a tight ninety minutes to hundred minutes, and that all that flashback stuff up top should have been five minutes. It was twenty five yeah. minutes. Twenty five yeah. minutes before the for premise this movie of this movie. Is insane. So that's crazy. That in and of itself, I think, is is where this movie lost Momentum. the plot, yeah. essentially. Yeah. I think that the director, who also wrote it, his name is Hugh, Hugh, Hugh Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, he was a TV guy. Um, but he, he did a he lot did a of bunch movies. Of features too, and he did but, some good movies. Yeah. Um, I think First Wives Club. To, yeah. Uh, guarding Chat. Guarding Tess. I think – I got to have so much to say about this movie. I think that <laughs> – I think he was really in love with the premise – Deservedly so sure. in some way. Like this to me is a logline movie and I love logline yeah, movies, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and it's a writer's movie. This yeah. is the kind of movie that I would get so excited if I had thought of the logline for this. Okay. Yeah. So he, he's really in love with the premise. He never accepted that it should have been told from the story of the person that was in 1999 yeah. as opposed to the time traveler or the alien. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that really hurt the movie. I never really – like I needed to know why Alicia Silverstone needed this guy in her life right. to get better. Such an underdeveloped change. character. Yeah. Woefully movie. underdeveloped. And and also it starts, as, as you just said, 25, 30 minutes with Chris Walken and Sissy Spacek who – I love Christopher Walken. I love Sissy Spacek. But it's not their movie. So you're invested in these two people who for all intents and purposes kind of disappear through the middle 90 minutes of this movie. Which is also very strange. Because it was so ch- – because the, those 25 minutes flew because it was really sweet and charming and the yes. parents were good. Well, and you're I, kind of discovering a new world too. Like I remember seeing the bunker, especially as a kid and being like, this is the coolest yeah. thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And like it's, I think as a yeah. kid too, you, you like the dream is to have a bunker where like literally no one can find you. You're like, great. Send me to the bunker. You also have – you know, uh, who, the the production designer of uh, Boogie Nights. You have the cinematographer Pedro Almodovar's I mean, that cinematographer. Bunker looked great. Mm-hmm. Bunker looks great. The movie's really well shot. It's not that it's poorly made. It's just it's at a script level that you're just sort of wishing. I kept thinking about, and I'm not saying that this is a great movie, but I kept thinking about Kate and Leopold. Mm. <laughs> but I, I can't mm. tell if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. I've never but seen that. I, it's I, it's not a great movie. Yeah, but but. Conceptually and in terms of the tone, that's what this movie should have been. Yeah. Which is Hugh Jackman as a guy from the what is it, the, the medieval period or something along yeah. those lines? And he's No. 
No, no, no. Right? It's not medieval because he because well, it's, it's, like, it's set in New York. He's just from like eighteen hundreds sure. New York. Fine, sorry. Yeah. So eighteen hundreds. Point being, a long time ago, and he's transported to present day, and then it's real fish out of water, where you've got a guy who doesn't understand the world around him, mm-hmm. and Meg Ryan falls in love with him, and then oh, crazily yeah. enough, or like goes back in time and... with him at the end. Yeah, I, was, yeah, awesome. yeah, I was thinking Enchanted or Enchanted, too, something like that. Mm-hmm. But instead, this movie just never really commits to the bit. Really, it's yeah. it's it's forcing a weird sort of. I don't want to say mythology because that's the wrong word, but this this bunker versus this underground versus above ground sort of thing that it never really congeals. I kept thinking, I was like, it, <clears throat> there was some movie exec who was like, no one's going to buy that they're in a bunker for 35 years. We've got to set up, like, why? Ugh. Like, what was the thing? <clears throat> uh, yeah. plain, and it, like, it feels like an elaborate lie that you tell when you're in high school to, like, tell your parents where you're going. You're like, <laughs> you're like I, yeah, no, it's like, I'm going to this, like, genius guy's house and he fiddles yeah. in the backyard a lot and they're it's just, so we're going to go in a bunker for a minute, but oops, a plane fell and now I'm down here for 35 years because he also, like, made doors that literally won't open for 35 years no matter what you do it's and and then and then they kind of by the way none of that bothers me <laughs> oh i don't yeah the, the buy-in doesn't bother all me. right <laughs> no truthfully like the, the buy-in i just it we just should have not seen any of it like we most of this stuff could have been to. could have been just buried in expo and it would have been like well that's crazy but whatever <laughs> i bought into this romantic relationship or i bought into this guy but instead, they step out all of it. And then sometimes, like when he's telling Alicia at the end of the movie about, like, the fact that he was living underground for 35 oh, years. Yeah. And then he just sort of casually talks, sort of throws away a line about the ventilation system, which makes no fucking sense uh, and no. would not be possible. I actually thought that was just kind of funny, just the way. But, but you understand but, my point in terms of, like, of logistics course, of, course. of it. Yeah, I, I, of it's, course. It's a little bit like. I know why they did it. Because they didn't trust their audience. Um, you no really like like yeah like because everything that happens in that bunker yes informs something that happens above ground later right like yes he boxes with his dad so he's a good so with the you know right. Nathan Fillion scene later. yeah, yeah. He, he dances with his mom so now we know right. how he dances I didn't need any of this I you know the French part I didn't need I didn't need actual well, scenes explaining to me I actually just needed a voiceover where. We learned French. I learned ballroom dancing. I learned boxing. Yeah. You know, I, I basically learned how to be a well-rounded gentleman. And that's kind of the end of it. Well, to your point, I think basically there's something in between not having it and having it, which is a montage that is two and a half minutes long, if that, of him speaking voiceover. Yeah, it's a montage so. that just walks us through and we're like, oh, okay, I get it. But this was 25 fucking minutes. <laughs> because because they wouldn't have gotten to get all they wanted out of that incredible set. And I think that's what it comes yeah. down to. Like, uh, right. I, I also like true. very like different reaction watching this as an adult versus when I was a kid. <laughs> sure. I was like hyper aware of the Sissy Spacek character and oh, like yeah. her like – I was like, how is she not like murdering Christopher Walken? I don't remember noticing these things as a kid, but I like she has her like panic room that she well, screams in. That was, was at like, least yeah. I was like, thankfully they had that. Yeah. Because she's like flipping. You can yeah. see she's mm-hmm. imploding on herself. So at least they acknowledge the fact that she would be. But then at the end, they, I, I just, she I had the know. best moment of the movie. Which one? When she. When the wine glass catches, or the scotch glass catches in the door, she's sneaking out. She's like, oh, and she yeah. has like, like she pulls it's it back. just so she's like, silly. Give me that. Yeah, there were a couple of really funny, silly lines in this. That I, you kind of, you know, those like rogue laughs. Where you're like, yep. Wait, what, what did I? What, what did I, I just laugh at? Yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. You got me with that. 
Come on. With that bullshit? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do the context. I'm going to do the context. Uh, so we should have a context theme song. We should have the context theme song. All right. We'll get you on that. We'll get you So the synopsis of this film, per Google, uh, Adam Weber, played by Brendan Fraser, has lived his entire life in confinement in a fallout shelter in Pasadena, California. When the Weber family's rations of food and supplies grow thin, Adam's eccentric father, Calvin, played by Christopher Walken, sends him on a dangerous restocking mission. When Adam emerges from the Weber's family's subterranean refuge for the first time, he finds that rumors of a nuclear apocalypse were totally false and meets gorgeous Eve Rostock. Rust- Rustikov? Rustikov? Yeah, they Rustikov? have trouble pronouncing it in the yeah, movie as uh, well. Yeah, played by Alicia Silverstone. Uh, Blast from the Past opened on February 12th, President's Day weekend, 1999. Opened in fifth with $9.1 million behind <laughs> Message in a Bottle and My Favorite Martian. Uh, went on to gross $40 million worldwide on a $35 million budget. And has 58% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is higher than I thought it would be. I think that the charm of this movie's premise and Brendan Fraser's just sort of vibe at the time, which is that he was kind of cresting, gave this movie a lot of goodwill. There's also people that love this movie still. Like I talked to people who still really love it. I remembered it fondly and then watched it yesterday and I was like, oh, this is a really weird movie. It's really weird. Totally forgot about it. It's, I mean, I guess I I don't really think it was like that weird it's pretty I think weird. like I'll put it I, I mean the premise is weird right obviously the premise well, the is weird the tone of it is what's There's the most the, the most weird. flummoxing about okay, it okay but you know I just to me I just kept thinking if this movie was made in the 80s yeah. we'd ignore all of it right we would just go with it all and it would be made in a different kind of way like yeah. splash that you just kind of are like okay this weird thing's happening but we'll live with it or I don't know if you guys saw Brigsby Bear no, I didn't. No. I wanted to, though. Brigsby Bear is an awesome fucking movie with a extremely similar premise. And for Well, I mean, I'm just trying to put it. As, as in it doesn't bunker? have a premise? No. It's, it, a it, it's a bunker. Yeah. Basically, okay. basically what happens- with Mark Hamill. Brigsby, Mark Hamill's yeah. in it. Basically what happens in it uh, is Kyle Mooney, I think, was kidnapped at birth um, and Ooh. is not aware that he was kidnapped at birth, right? And he okay. grows up in this bunker- with Mark Hamill and I can't remember who plays the mom. Wait, is this a it's a dramatic movie? No, it's not. It's really <laughs> it's a weird It's movie. really funny, but it is like also so so darkly But that happened in this movie for me too. I was like I was like even just thinking about a guy being trapped in a bunker with his parents until he's 35. I was like that is so, so depressing. F- it's really depressing. So it would really fuck you up. This so in this movie Jane Adams plays the mom. Jane Adams all right. Yeah, that's cool. So in this movie they're extremely above board about everything, and they really do have everyone's best intentions. And Brigsby Bear, like, they do have the best <clears> intentions, <throat> but they're all fucked up. Mm-hmm. And basically what Mark Hamill does is, is like, and, you know, there's no – he's not showing him real TV because he doesn't want him to know there's a real world. He's showing him Brigsby Bear, which is a show that Mark Hamill has created uh-huh. and has had run for the last, like, 25 years of Kyle Mooney's life. And there are new episodes that he has made. So Kyle Mooney's obsessed with Brigsby Bear. But that's but it's all not he a real, knows. It's not a real show. No, like he goes to the real once he once he gets found by the authorities and gets returned to his family, he talks to people about Brigsby Bear and they're like, "What?" He's like, "You know, <laughs> yeah. like like a yeah. Brigsby Bear." Yeah, it's. I implore everyone to watch. this <laughs> I'm going movie. to watch. I, I remember. <clears throat> excuse me. I remember. I think it was at Sundance or it was at some sort of film festival and there was a lot of good buzz and then it came out and either I was working or I obviously didn't see it. But I do want to see it. I think Kyle Mooney stuff is weird. So everything you're saying to me mm-hmm. makes tracks. Checks out. Yeah. Um, but to, but my point mo- is today this premise would be a weird indie. 
in the 80s, it would be a big studio comedy that I think we'd roll it's, with. In 1999, it was, it was just a kind of a movie but out of place. But just to be clear, my issue is not with the concept of this movie. No, I know. I'm not, I'm not bumping on no, that. No, I, I know. I think what makes it weird is the fact that it vacillates in tone. It's really broad at times. And then at other times, it sort of does these weird kind of deep dives into like, I, I honestly don't know what the Joey Slotnick, that's his last name, what that was even about. Is that like the I, cult thing? Yeah. But that like, – What was that even saying? But like similar kind of shit works really well in Bill and Ted's. You know what I mean? Like there's just like – there was just – Bill there, and Ted's was years previous to this. 10 years. So that's what I'm saying. In the in the 80s, like that kind oh, of – they just they found, they found a way to make those weird uh, leaps yeah. work where you just yes. kind of roll with sure. it. Sure. And in this, there's just something about – the way the, the, yeah. where the technology was at the time, sure. where filmmaking was at the time, where studio movies were at the time, that this just didn't congeal, like you said, it just didn't click. Yeah. But I would say, like, I really, I really appreciated the swings, and I really did like the emotional. Core. Absolutely, oh. and and I, I mean. So Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars when this film came wow. out. That's he, unexpected. He's, I'll read a, a portion of his review. He says, it's a sophisticated and observant film that wears its social commentary lightly but never forgets it. As Adam wanders through a strange new world of burgeoning technology and decaying manners, his innocence has an infectious charm, although the worldwide e- worldwide e- worldwide Eve can hardly believe he doesn't know the value of his dad's baseball card collection. The movie is funny and entertaining in all the usual ways, yes, but I was grateful that it tried for more, that it was actually about something, that it had an original premise, that it used satire and irony and had sly undercurrents. I feel like he saw a different movie than I did. I'm just trying to think. I'm like, what is the movie about? That's that's my thing, too. Because, like... Earlier we were talking about this idea of of juxtaposing this sort of perfect 60s man versus 1999's mm-hmm. version of a man, which they do not really explore in any real way. Yeah. And part of that is because Eve's character is so underdeveloped yeah. and and probably miscast as well. So it's – it, like, that's not really there, which I think is maybe thematically what the film is saying. Like things were better in the 60s. I can – I can, I mean, ma- I yeah. Know, I, I, like can, I can try to make Roger Ebert's <laughs> argument for him. I think you're going to have to. Which is an, which is an, it, <laughs> for a bunch of reasons. Yeah, it's an, it's a, it's a, yes, of course. It's a crotchety <laughs> old man's argument. It's a man who right. looks at the world in 1999 sure. and hates sure. the world around him. Sure. You know, like Bill Maher is making this argument every day right now, right? Where like he's, just, and Ricky, Gerv- <laughs> Ricky Gervais too, like yeah. these guys like kind of creeping rightward. Um, yeah. Like it's a man who, who, who looks at a it. A disconnect. And, so he yeah. really bought into the politics of this movie where like, Mm-hmm. You know, I think we probably all watched it. And when Adam, or I guess it was Christopher Walken, goes up to the surface in the beginning, mm-hmm. and he immediately immediately meets a black transgender oh hooker yeah. and calls it a mutant. <sighs> um, yeah. That is, and Rough. I didn't mean it. I just mean calls yeah. her. Moving on, <laughs> a, a mutant. Calls um, them. Yeah, but but th- that I think immediately everyone who'd watch in 2018 would go. Well, that scene was that scene was gross on a bunch of levels. I mean, it was it reminded me of (laughs) Back to the Future Part Two when they go to the alternate version of 1985, Mm. and Biff is basically Trump's future, (laughs) Trump's future presidency, Uh, and it's just it's it's just hellish, right? It's just hell on earth, and it felt like that to me. But it's not, and I, 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 I. my my score for this movie is very high, considering I think this is also true. It's not racist, 
Whereas Wait, Blast Back to the Future Part Two, yes. Whereas Blast from the Past, he comes oh, yeah. up and there's rap music playing, right? Yeah. And it's a black yeah. transgendered hooker. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it isn't they're, great. and they're you know Hispanic gang in the car pointing a gun at him for no fucking a reason, water. right? And like it's right. just like that. That well, they also talk about like oh it's you know they make it feel like it's become a bad neighborhood like yeah. it yeah. used to be whole, they were like yeah. there used to be like orchard trees here and like AKA, little bungalow diverse. houses yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so that's yeah. kind of yeah. like that's the politics I think Roger Ebert bought into mm-hmm. that we will never be buying into right so that's I, I think mean that's, a lot of people bought into it in ninety nine yeah, I, yeah I understand your point it was a yeah. different time I mean not well, I kept thinking I was like that. if this was if this was the one movie they like put in a time capsule to like summarize nineteen ninety nine people would watch first it and be like what first the of all fuck? It, it would be so on the nose yeah, yeah. Yeah. it was put I mean, in a time capsule also, from the past also the fucking music in this movie is also not particularly. It's terrible. The needle drops in this movie are fucking <laughs> horrible. Terrible. I mean, they really are. I don't I'm even like know. I'm trying to remember. I'm like, well, because it's all just really generic, either alt rock or like mm-hmm. adult contemporary. Like that. There's this horrible song that plays when Eve and Troy are trying to find Adam at the end. Like this just maudlin, oh, right. shitty. Like I don't even know what who it's trying to emulate. But it's just, yeah, it's not emblematic of much. Like it doesn't even feel emblematic of '99. No, and actually, like I thought weirdly, it was almost like when they came up to the surface. You know how they did those flashbacks to like here are the '60s, here yeah. are the '70s. I was like, yeah. oh, it's like a parody of the '90s because yeah. it's like it's so a, grunge, but it uh, wasn't. But it's and I like didn't yeah. realize that yeah. until rewatching. I was like, oh, this is like they like whoever so filmed weird. this had a very weird point of view. There was like a lot of things I had forgotten also about the '90s, like the like zoot suit kind of like movement it, that oh, yeah. was going on. There was the swing, this like little the swing, swing movement, but they yeah. were they were years, you know, like before be, that. Yeah, that was the swingers. Ninety five, I think, right or ninety six. Is that when it was? We can look that up. But swingers was in. We can fact swingers that. was I think in two thousand. Uh, no. Okay. Can't maybe be. I'm wrong. Look, I it's, can't maybe help it's ninety eight. If only there know. were a device. If only there was a way for Kenny to find it. Ninety six. Oh wow. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, way can off. We also talk about the love uh, relationship in this movie between Alicia Silverstone. You mean the 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 core chemistry the between the these two? Wait, be, be, before we get into that, because I the heart of this movie. I love talking about love relationships. Mm-hmm. It's like all I'm thinking about. Aaron, are you not really feeling this movie anymore? <laughs> Um, <laughs> I could, it's, hard, just, it's tough to say. Let's it's put hard. it out on the table. It's like one of these things where, like, I remember it fondly from childhood, sure. and I haven't seen it in years. And watch, rewatching it, I just kept going. Like, I was sitting there, and I was like, "What the hell is going on in this movie?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was like, yeah. I completely forgot, like, basically everything except for Brendan Fraser. And then I was like, "Oh, yeah. I forgot, like, Nathan Fillion is is in this movie." Yeah, Nathan briefly, Fillion, and although the punch scene is funny. Yeah, yes. he makes the punch. He is scene funny work. in that. Yeah, yeah. He really he's does. like classic, iconic Nathan Fillion. Yeah, it's just movie. it's it's him just doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. We should yeah, also talk. For, that was my read. That was how I felt when we did Go. Oh really? Was, was that like a movie that you were like, oh yeah? I'm Kenny so went into to it. see Go, and then Kenny went back to the movie ticket, bought a second <gasps> time, and sat down and watched Go. Went a right around. Time. Wow. That's how much I loved Go, and I had the same <laughs> reaction. Truly you did. committed. Yeah, I really mean, loved Go. Yeah, it's like sometimes it's like you go back and you you listen to even music or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's like you're horrified. And yep. I remember I was like watching yep. this and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Why did I ever love this movie? And then I had to kind of change my perspective to like, well, it's so bad that I can at least laugh at how bad it is. Um, but it's, I mean, to Kenny's point, I respect what it was trying to do. 
And like when it's working, which is infrequent, but it does have moments where you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I see what you were going for here. Like the, the dance scene is a scene where I'm like, okay, I yeah. see what, this. This is what your movie should have been. Right. But you just didn't do That's that. That's like the first time when you actually feel maybe like a little drawn to yes. the love yes, relationship yes. in them. A little a bit. A little bit. <laughs> but it's also really no, no, hard I'm, to I'm look past Brendan Fraser's hair. And I can't emphasize this enough. His like 60s hair is it's rough. terrible. He has a very weird hairline going it's on. Not great. Yeah. It's, it's really almost, like it it's hard to find on. it. Attra- yeah. It's like I I was struggling to find him attractive, and again, it did not come until he was doused with water, and I could not see his hair anymore. And I was like, "Great, here I, I am." Uh, uh, I love that dance scene. That dance scene. T- that was that was when I decided I love this movie. Yeah, it yeah. reminded me of um, well, that's the best like the mask the when he like they're in the club sure. and they're doing that dance. Have you watched the mask recently? No, you should rewatch. Oh the mask. no, why is it going to ruin good. it for me? It's not good. No, it's it was on TV Maybe the other I'm day. Just not going to rewatch anything. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember really loving the mask when I was not, when that I came remember out. loving the mask. I loved the mask. Oh, the mask this is, is so sad. Fucking bonkers. It makes no sense. Damn it. And. I'm it's, not going to rewatch it. I've or or am I? Literally zero. I do like things that are so bad they're good, though. It's on. So I think maybe, it's on Stars or Showtime or something so right now. Is it so bad it's good now? I don't Because I, I love that. But it's. I think it's just that when he is the mask, I guess, or whatever yeah, we should call him. They call him the mask. They call him the mask? I don't know what they I call the know. character when he's, when he's green Masky. and asking crazy. Uh-huh. Is just... A series of non sequiturs that just don't make it's and and at the time we were so in love with Jim Carrey that he could say anything yeah and it was just hilarious and you're just watching me like this is gobbledygook this is just like <laughs> it is just madness streaming out of his mouth Ugh. and we're just like eating it lapping it up I never liked the mask okay. wow it's not that's not for me wow. I never liked Ace Ventura also not for me uh, well I, I, I mean, still all of up. these things well if if you liked it I just that that's that that stuff just was Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber. Well, Dumb and Dumber was the greatest movie ever made. That, that Dumb was and my, Dumber is that was a, my, I haven't rewatched that movie and I oh, hope it, holds it still holds up. It Dumb holds and up. Dumber is so sophisticated. <laughs> and yet so painfully stupid at the same time. I mean, our but, pets' heads are falling off. That's, oh, that's our amazing. Pets heads are off. <laughs> it's like the performances. It's, it's oh, fucking great. It's so uh, I mean, the Samsonite joke. I mean, there's yeah, just, there's so Samsonite. many jokes in it. Yes. And, Pretty <laughs> They're yeah. both so committed. I just thought he was quiet. <laughs> it's just, it's a great movie. And yeah. it's probably Jim Carrey's best performance. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Eternal Sunshine is a whole Whatever. other thing. That's but Jim Carrey's the greatest. Like, Well, you should watch The Mask again, Kenny. Mm, it might change your okay, views. You know, or I, Liar Liar. I got 299 movies to watch. That's true. Uh, so let's talk about the fact, for re- very briefly, that Rennie Harlan produced this movie, which I find strange. Uh, the, the director of Deep Blue Sea, for instance. What um and Die Hard Two. What had been the credits like leading up to this movie? Do you know, like Rennie Harlan's it, credits? Yeah. Happened? He he directs Deep Blue Sea in '99, which we which we okay. which which covered. Uh, I'm a big Rennie Harlan fan. I don't know why he has fingerprints on this in yeah. any way. That's I just thought that maybe was interesting. Was like, but maybe the studios were like, "This is going to be it. Like, this is going to be the hit." And like maybe I mean I the guess. cast is like a pretty great cast, especially like it is at that time. Like Brendan Although Fraser was Alicia, pretty up and coming. Alicia well, she was, was getting on her way ground. out, right? Because like Clueless had come out. Was it in ninety five? Yeah, this was a big movie for her, and yeah. it was a big whiff. Yeah. yeah, like well, she does Excess Baggage the year before, which all which, 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 which is prob- a pretty big movie. If which I remember is probably correctly. all right. So you have Clueless, obviously, sure. right? Yeah. 
And you had the couple things she did before yeah, that. Obviously, the Aerosmith video, but also like the babysitter and the crush. Like, she was a fucking big thing. Yeah. Right? Christopher Walken. Well, I just want to keep going on Alisa for a sec. So, Alisa yeah, does these movies to 1995. She does Clueless, obviously becomes... Okay, American so she does Clueless in 95. She does Batman and Robin in 97. Which, oh, right. Which wasn't really a whiff for her. Well, no, because she's just one of... It's such a bad, it's a such a bad movie, but movie. her just by virtue of like being in it, that was kind of a good like life move for her. Yeah, no, I, I get and it. And then she did and Access then she Bad. Bla- which, no, no, she just Access Bad is ninety seven. Yeah, which, which is Benicio two years, Del Toro. right? But two years without a film shows like that something's up, mm-hmm. and that maybe she's. I'm just saying, like she might have not been getting roles. I, I just think that's a quirk. I think that's a, I think that's a quirk because like know, you know, Excess Baggage that was an Academy Award winner. That was, I believe, his first big movie. No, no, I'm serious. I think that was his first big movie after. I think that was Benicio Who? Del Toro's big movie after. After a trap? No, I'm wrong. No, you're wrong. Usual Suspects. Usual Suspects was around then. I think that was an attempt to make Benicio, excuse me. Sure, sure, sure. A star. Yes, yes, yes. With another star. And then I think this was like the second attempt at that when Excess Baggage didn't really take. This movie didn't really take either. And this was the end of her. This was the end. Because there's nothing after this. This was the end for 10. There were so many moments in this movie where it felt like I was watching Cher from Clueless, but without the fun. Yes. And it was was weird. It was interesting. I was like, did they do that intentionally? Or is that literally how she acts? I don't think she. I I just think the role needed to be. Truthfully, I actually don't think she's bad in this movie. I, well, think I think that the role needed to be written more catered to her. I think it was a. Because it's not. Terrible role. And I think she did a really bad job. Well, I mean, I just I don't I think she did the best she could under the circumstances. I, I I also agree that she did the best she could with the script she was given. She was given nothing. It was, yeah. Who would you have cast? Just hypothetically. Oh boy. I don't know. I, don't even I felt know. like there was. I think the problem for me was like um, I felt no from chemistry history. between them at all. History. Like who? Because I I mean I got like off the top of my head like I think like Elizabeth Banks would have done a really good job with this role. Right. Yeah. 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 Like it needed someone who felt edgier yeah like that's the biggest problem she doesn't feel edgy and actually i had totally forgotten that she like works in like a pawn shop at the beginning and is, is and like appears out of nowhere and right. I, I, when she shows up it's a cut and it's like walks terrible into. at her job at the pawn shop I, but i didn't even I, when she starts talking i'm like wait it's do so you work weird. here or yeah. are you a customer well, she's also dressed What's... like she's about to get massages the whole thing's just so, weird. the whole thing is just really, really weird. She yeah, she was she was done no favors. She was the wrong actor. Well, for and the there role, were but... weird sexist lines in there. Like she's talking about like, oh, I'm usually into guys for their like butts and their legs, and they're into me for my butts and my legs. Like it's all just about bad like lines. how she looks. It's like bad. You know who actually might not have been terrible in this is Claire Danes. She would have been all right. I just I I mean I'm just thinking of people that have some edge to them. And also I'm some softness to, to it. Yeah, Think like, about what Kate Winslet did in Eternal Sunshine. Well, That's what I would have wanted out of this Sure. Role, right? Sure. Just someone – yes, <laughs> one, of the, one of the greatest. One of the great performances yeah. of all time. Right? Yeah. But but just someone who is way more self-contained. Yeah, yeah. But there are other things like this. I mean I I, I have like a – like Amanda Peet would have been good in this yeah, role. Yeah. You know, yeah. just like – Yeah, Amanda Peet would have yeah. been good actually. I mean I guess basically my feeling is – there wasn't much for her character to do, no. and she just defaulted into a performance that obviously people loved, and it just worked. And my guess is that the director was like, okay, well, this worked in Clueless. We'll just do this again. But if if it's going to be Cher, which, again, would have been fine, quite honestly, if it had just been Cher in different clothes with a different name, that's not what this role is. With a totally different role. Yeah. It's like change the role, and I 
personally speaking, seeing Cher meeting a guy who thinks, you know, he's, he's in the 60s, that's a movie that I actually would have understood and would have probably worked in 1999. But, like, Cher would have been so much kinder. And this character was, she was not a kind. This character vacillates. Sometimes she's kind, sometimes yeah. she's not. Like, it doesn't, there's no rhyme or reason yeah. really behind why she did it's, anything. And it's hard to buy, like, her being interested in Brendan Fraser. Well, that's and... the other thing, too. It's when they kiss, I was like, this is one of the most unearned kisses yeah. I've seen in a long time. What a shame. Uh, so, the, let's talk about the director just very briefly um, because. He does another film with Brendan Fraser in 1999, which, which we will be covering at some point, that Kenny's really excited to watch. You can see it on my face? I can see it on your face, just because he just really wants to see a movie about Mounties. I mean, that's well, really what he's really excited I love about. Canadian movies, as you'll This see. is not a Canadian movie. This is a Universal Pictures release. It just happens to be – it's probably not even shot in fucking Canada. Well, you're talking about Dudley Do, right? I am talking about Dudley Do. Oh, I'm, I know. The same movie uh, – sorry, same movie. Same director, also starring Brendan Fraser, came in in 1999. Uh, I guess these guys really liked working together. Uh, I don't know. I actually would say that, and I've only, I've not seen Dudley Do-Right. I haven't either. But I watched the trailer earlier today, and it looks absolutely fucking insane. The female lead, by the way, is Sarah Jessica Parker. So it's it's Pre-Sex be something. in the City, right? Pre-Sex in the City. Uh, Weird. Or maybe just around the, just around the time? Just premiere. Around. I think it was, I think that might have been in 97. Was that before Sopranos? Yes. And she would have um, been like the love interest, is my guess. Y- yes, she's okay. very much the love interest. Okay. Oh, but you know what else she was in? First Wives Club. Oh, love was this. she in that? Yeah, she was. Well, wow, maybe that's she was one of the wives. This Hugh Wilson guy, wives. he's going back to he's going. He's, he's yeah, going he's got his repertory group. Which is cool. He's got, that's she a was hero. great in First Wives Club, by the way. Right? Yeah, Incredible. First Wives Club's a good movie, which Hugh Wilson also directed. The thing about Dudley Do Right that I find interesting though is watching that trailer. I was like, this movie looks absolutely gonzo, well, just fully insane. This is really weird to me. Sex in the City <laughs> premiered in 1998 yeah. and was almost immediately the hottest show that anyone had ever seen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, hot in terms of content, but also hot in terms of buzz. Yeah. She does Dudley fucking do right the next year. Well, it's not about – you have to understand too. Like, I mean, you have to say – we have to understand that there's just not that many roles that are being offered to women, lead roles in movies. And most of them are just playing, you know, second fiddle to some fucking guy. Yeah. Like someone's got to be like, you're in the hottest show. But we also said, you know, Hugh Wilson calls you up. You worked on First Wives Club. It's true. And he says, hey. What Hugh calls, Hugh, Hugh answer. Hugh fucking answer. <laughs> yes. I don't know. That's you. I don't know Hugh Wilson. Um, but Hugh Wilson. What's interesting unfor- is that the, unfortunately the trailer about looks insane. Ago. Did but you know that? Wait. He died very recently. I know he died just, in January. Just a quick moment. Just take a second. Moment of silence moment for Moment of silence. Up in the clouds. Say how to burn. Jeez. What's interesting about the trailer is that as insane as it looks, it is committed to doing something. I don't think this movie is committed to doing something. Like I, I think it felt that like Brendan Fraser was committed to doing something. Wait, wait, you're you're trying to tell me that Dudley Do Right is better than? Blasphemy? I'm not saying better. I'm saying that there there's a a commitment to something. I can't wait that, to do Dudley Do Right. Neither can you're I. Right. You're right. You got me. None of us <laughs> have seen the movie. None of us have seen it. But Maybe just from great. the from the two minute trailer, yes. I can just say that like it's cartoonish and fully fucking insane. Yeah. But blast from. The, we're going to have to watch it when I we're done this. I can't wait to do Dudley It's going to be great. We'll do it soon. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you can come back for Dudley uh, Durant. You know what? I've never seen it. I would love to. There you go. Great. Yeah. Done. Uh, <laughs> you can do all the Hugh Wilson oh. films of 1999. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> but he also does Guarding Tess, which is actually a really good movie too, with uh, Nicolas Cage and Shirley MacLaine, yeah. where he plays her. Um, uh, Secret she's Service. An ex, can I just, ex, uh, can I just also say that um, this watching this movie, I went down a Brendan Fraser rabbit hole, mm-hmm. and there was another movie named. Mrs. Winterbourne, which we yes, talked about a little yes. bit earlier, which also stars Shirley MacLaine. Interesting. Who do, I got to look at Mrs. Winterbourne for a second here. Should we talk Mrs. about Frasier in yeah, a little please. more depth? Go, okay. go, go. Brendan Fraser's career, Encino Man, School Ties, very quickly establishes himself in these two lanes. One, he's he can, he can play this doe-eyed, good-looking, man-at-a-time thing. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, he like does dramas. have this drama thing. He, yeah. did, he did School Ties. He was very good in that. He also did like another movie that maybe it was like a trial kind of movie around this time. I can't remember the name of it. Um, I just want to just go on record and say that um, Miguel Sandoval, who is on Station 19, which I'm currently writing on, is fourth build in Mrs. Winterbourne. So I will definitely be asking him about Mrs. Winterbourne. He was on Entourage also. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Directed by Richard Benjamin. Anyway, whatever. Uh, Uh, Moving on. So Frazier does – yeah, so he does those two big movies. Yeah. And he and then he went and did he's done so he did so many weird kind of movies between school ties and and mm-hmm. let's say the scout in ninety four. So basically I'm talking about ninety three. Let me tell you what he did in ninety three. He did son in law. Of course he, he did. Another Polly Shore. Polly Shore, him and, and he bros. did and yeah. he did and he did in the army now. Oh wow. They were really close. So yeah. those, now those are both Calling in C- those are both Encino Man things he came back for, right? He did Airheads, incredibly underrated. But he's really good in that movie. It's he's a, really funny in that movie. It's such a great movie, but it's Buscemi, so crazy. Adam Sandler. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's such a crazy move for a big mm-hmm. movie star to go do basically a Saturday Night Live movie because yeah. Farley's in And it. play third lead. I think he was the lead. He was the lead. Oh, was he? Yeah. I think he was the lead. Like I remember his How character. His character that? was Chaz. In my heart Chaz. Was. Chaz. He's Chester is his real name. Okay. But uh, he, anyway. also did, he also did With Honors. Yeah. Which is like a very serious movie. Yeah. Joe right. Pesci. The movie's not good. Did The Scout, which the like is an Albert Brooks movie. Mm-hmm. Um, now and then, like you said, the Vietnam veteran. <laughs> so, Stole your heart. So he yeah. – and, and you know, <laughs> a couple of years after that, he's doing – within eight – within t- uh, it looks like six months of each other, he's doing George of the Jungle yeah. and Gods and Monsters. Yeah. And Gods and Monsters was like maybe yeah. an maybe he's going to get an Oscar, Oscar nomination right. for yeah. this fucking People thing. really thought they're yeah. And that's not like Crash which we can which we can ignore. Gods and Monsters was a we real did fucking our crash big movie. Conversation yeah. during I think it was Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker. So he so in 90 in 90 80 does Gods the and obvious Monsters and 99 he does Blast for the Past the Mummy and Dudley do right and in, yeah. in 2000 he does one of the most underrated mo- movies of all time Bedazzled. Oh, I Kenny's love Bedazzled. It's a great movie. He's 2000 also movie very Monkey hunky Bone. and Bedazzled. Monkey Bones also underrated. So I just watched Looney Tunes back in action. Like, he, like he's Joe Dante movie. Kids. Easy. Yeah. But like. <laughs> Reminder. I did watch it with my kids. But easy. Yeah. Um, but he did The Quiet American. Like, it's so yeah. weird, yeah. like, how low he goes with, like, George of the Jungle, yeah. Dudley Do-Right, and how I high mean, he goes with The Quiet American and um, Gods and Monsters. Yeah. So, uh but then he kind of – he does the Mummy sequel. Because like, I, I actually looked – He did two looked, Mummy sequels. He does two Mummy sequels. and Because I, I did look him up thinking like did this kill his career and it didn't really because he does two Mummy sequels which do quite well. you know. And then he kind of disappears. From the GQ article, it makes it sound as though he was 
being he was as I think he said I was put together with like popsicle stick and glue because he did all movie. his own stunts. He did all his own stunts and he was just absolutely just decimated from it. So that he that did his third own mummy movie. He did his was own like stunts. The on, end of the road for him. He did physically. his own stunts on George of the Jungle. Yeah. Wow. Specifically for Aaron. Yeah. yeah I so mean, it's kind of your fault. Trust me. <laughs> I appreciate it. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, America Not did, alone. clearly, because that movie did quite well. Yes, it did. Yeah. And so, now he's having a bit of a resurgence. He's doing a bunch of TV, mm-hmm. interesting television shows. And yeah. I mean, maybe we can get him on the podcast. I, I also yeah, think, please. I mean, I desperately want him on the podcast. So do I. I also think like he's- Canadian. He has Canadian. crossed over, maybe because of this GQ article, and maybe because of nostalgia. Yeah. Um, I think people are rooting for him. Yeah. Like, in a major like, way. I feel like it gave him a lot of empathy- where he had it had been like a story, I think about him where it was like people were sad for him yeah. or felt like he was really goofy from that like meme. I mean, that meme was huge. That meme really caught fire. Yeah, people were people were really all over it. Yeah, I'm gonna say something crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if Brandon Fraser in the next ten years wins an Oscar. That seems insane, but okay. It I does, but it. look at some of the people who have won Oscars recently. Like Jared Leto has an Oscar. Like we, yeah, but that's like great. A that he should, but he shouldn't have one. Great crazy things happen where where a guy like Brandon Frazier like look to me one of the he didn't win an Oscar though you know he probably could have Michael Keaton's second act that's happening right now sure is crazy to me but the love that people have for Michael Keaton versus the love they have for Brandon Frazier Aaron's love aside <laughs> it does feel like my fan club 10 years ago Keaton, 10 years ago Keaton was playing 6th and 7th leads in like uh but but in comedy movies, he was playing joke no, characters. I know, I I get that. I understand that he had a lull, but like his highs were so high, but not dramatically. I, I, we're 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 sort of having a, a, a we're splitting hairs here. I think I think that Brendan Fraser will definitely have a resurgence, and we are seeing that happen. At- I want this podcast marked <laughs> within the next ten years. Mark, I could see Brandon. I could see Brendan <laughs> Fraser in the right role. Yeah, I. And winning an Oscar at Exhibit A, his performance in this movie. Don't sleep on Brendan Fraser. And uh, we'll be back momentarily after this special message. Uh, Okay, so who doesn't love Julie Roberts, right? Obviously, everyone loves Julie Roberts. We've talked about Julie Roberts uh, with with two guests. We did uh, a two-parter revolving around Notting Hill and Runaway Bride. Uh, everyone loves Julie Roberts, obviously. And with over 60 films and television appearances, uh, Julie Roberts is obviously one of the most famous actresses of our generation. Uh, you know her, you love her, who doesn't love her? We all love her. And during this year's Hollywood Fringe Festival, you can get closer to everyone's favorite pretty woman, and you won't even need something ready to wear. This June, the Asylum Theater Company at the McAdam Place Theater proudly presents the complete works of Julie Roberts, a parody musical. Uh, The Complete Works of Julia Roberts follows Jessica, a young woman just trying to make it on her own in L.A. when her many life obstacles drop into her lap all at once. Uh, Jessica, uh, surprised to find herself accepting guidance with the iconic roles of her favorite actress, comes to life. All of these things basically come to life in her living room. Uh, Take a journey with Jessica as all her and your favorite Julia Roberts moments come to life in song in this hilarious ode to one of America's favorite sweethearts. Uh, If you're in Los Angeles or you're in the Los Angeles area, if you're traveling here or if you're going to be here, head over to hollywoodfringe.org for tickets to see uh, the runaway hit of this summer. And uh, here is the hook. There is no need uh, to purchase tickets because our listeners can get an exclusive code. If you type in podcast 99, uh, capitalize the P-O-D-C-A-S-T 99 for a special discount. That's a discount code 
uh, of Podcast 99. When you purchase your tickets through hollywoodfringe.org and click on the show, Complete Works of Julie Roberts, a parody musical. Tickets are on sale now, uh, so buy your tickets before they sell out, because uh, it's no wonder this world premiere is giving audiences something to talk about. Thank you so much. Who did this performance remind you guys of? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Like his uh, performance? In this movie. Because I think it was aped. I think it aped someone very specific in a, in a movie that well, is not dissimilar. Like, okay, it sounds yeah. like you have an you opinion have an, on yeah, this. I, don't, I, I would have I, to think. I know. I, I, I know. I wonder, if it, I wonder if you guys got it too. I mean, there's something <sighs> that I want to be on of, the same page. <laughs> there's I'm something thinking. kicking around my head, but I can't really like pinpoint Like doe-eyed. I, I don't know. Like coming. I don't know. There's kind of a Robin Williams-y vibe to it. I just can't say which performance it is. Oh. Do you know what oh. Wait, what's that? What's that movie where he like ages backwards? Is it like that? Jack. Oh my god, maybe a little it's bit like of that. Jack. Jack's not he, a great he ages, movie. He ages. He ages, <laughs> ages super forward. Sorry, super forward. But he's, I'm thinking of Benjamin. You're but. thinking of Benjamin. Button, Jack but. would be an amazing movie to do on podcast. Yeah. Directed by. Is that 99? Francis Ford Coppola. Francis Ford Coppola. It's not 99. Yeah. The two Robin Williams movies we have in 99 are Bicentennial Man and <sighs> Jacob the Liar. What a we're, gift. we're not doing Jacob the Liar. We are doing <laughs> Jacob the Liar. <laughs> but can't wait for. But it'll be a five-minute episode. I got uh, Tom Hanks and Big. I got a uh, lot of Tom yeah. Hanks and Big. Yeah. Oh my god, that also yeah. that is so Absolutely. true because Absolutely. you know, like he has kind of like a love interest in that movie too, and it's like kind of uncomfortable as you watch it, and oh you're like, oh my god, yeah, I watched. Big and I recently. felt uncomfortable watching this too with oh. with him with Alicia. I was like, oh, like well, that I mean. Different levels, I guess. Totally different. Because yeah. I watched Big recently, and at the end of that movie... I watch it all the time. My it's a great movie. It, yeah. It's a great movie. It's undeniably a great movie. But the end of that film, when he turns back into a kid, and it yeah. cuts to the shot of... Yeah. And I'm like, so Elizabeth Perkins is broken now, and she's <laughs> now... Uh, will never be fixed, and like it's just a disaster. Does he have like sex with her in that one? Yeah. yeah. I can't. I didn't remember. She fucks wow. a child. Yeah. Wow. Well, she doesn't know. <laughs> it's well, like, I would be destroyed too. Yeah, you're just like, oh my God. Like the her therapy. brain would melt in you that moment and it's just all over. It's all happening, yeah. That's and then also, don't forget about like the stories that he's going to tell his buddies afterwards. <laughs> you, like, you, won't like, believe. you won't believe what we can do later. <laughs> you, that's it. You, you, you couldn't put that in a script today no oh, period and you know what like maybe there's so many movies maybe, like that yeah this one it's weird it's this is a weird one because like up until maybe i don't know five six years ago never really gave it any thought like there's definitely that moment at the end where you're like oh she was on the child this whole time but like when he, <laughs> when he walks down the hall and low fives the guy and then high fives yeah. the guy after yeah. he, he sleeps with the night before they don't know why they're, they're 
fiving him, by the way. It's not like they're like, you, you fucked you him. You did it. Yeah, but he's just yeah. so excited. It was just like this weird – well, yes, I know, no, but it's still weird. Office, it's still though. weird. No, it's this it's weird triumphant weird. moment, but it's – I don't know. It does see it, – <laughs> It's just, really – it's a really – and Big is a great movie if you buy, obviously, the concept of it and you just don't think about the end. Well, Big is just yeah, – <laughs> Just so don't think about the end. Big to me is just like, you know, if you if you put Blast from the Past in 1989 and it's not necessarily Penny Marshall, but like there's a very burton vibe to this too and I wouldn't want Burton to direct it. No. But there's something in between those two yes. that could have just nailed it. Mm-hmm. Oh, if Penny Marshall had done this movie, it would have been fantastic. It would have been. And she did it like in 1989. Sure. You know, there's a good Peggy's Who Got Married type yeah. thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even Francis Ford Coppola, if yeah. he had done this movie, it would have been. I mean. And look at what he did with a similar movie. In two, I think it's 94, Jack. <laughs> Jack is like yeah. truly the worst movie ever made. No. It's up there. Crashes, but it's, of course. Crashes, of course. obviously. We've, as we've said on I this podcast. Crash of the Department, of course. I literally cried in Jack. I well, he dies that. at the end of the I know, sad. it's very sad. That movie's insane. That movie's <laughs> insane. I mean, Bicentennial Man's also insane. And I'm I'm very excited to talk about that movie. <laughs> God, we got so many good we movies. We got some, I mean, good good bad movies. All right, let's movies, get back into We should get into the plot of this movie. Let's get into the plot um, of this. So let's. Uh, so the movie Where opens with 25 minutes of Chris Walken and Sissy Spacek raising their son underground after a. So Chris Walken is an inventor. Genius. He's an eccentric genius. He's built a duplicate of his house underground without anybody noticing, uh, with out-of-state suppliers. Out-of-state contractors. With out-of-state, like yeah. a fish pond and yeah, it's insane. The, a grocery store. And enough supplies to last 35 years. Yeah. Because which is, that's how long radiation poisoning would be in the sure. air after a nuclear attack. So – Chris Walken, Sissy Spacek, a very pregnant Sissy Spacek, are throwing a party. It's the night that Kennedy discusses the Cuban Missile Crisis. He freaks, kicks everyone out. They go downstairs. A plane just happens happens to crash into their house. So he thinks that, you know, that a nuclear attack has happened and that it's, you know, the nuclear apocalypse. He stays down there for 35 years. They raise their kid. I think I know why they did that. I think I know why they – because I – Think from about, a story perspective? Yeah, think yeah. about think about this from the outside. You don't need that moment, right? They mm. just go to the bunker and they don't – you just make it so they couldn't yeah. hear or, or – but an important component of this movie mm-hmm. is that Christopher Walken is really, really, really smart, right? Because he instills a lot of intelligence. So, so they you want, could have done that in far less time. Though. You could have. You could have. But they wanted to – they wanted to say – they wanted to present it in such a way where – even a really, really, really smart guy mm-hmm. would be duped by this. So they do something where the temperature is really hot. Like it's so hot. It's like right, – so right, right. I, I think that's what they wanted to get across because it's so – and actually I think this kills a lot of the movie. But it's super important to this conception of the movie that when Brandon Fraser comes above ground, he's hyper educated. He's not really hyper intelligent, but he's super well mm-hmm. educated. Sure. So that's that's I think why they made that weird – Decision. He knows French. He knows Latin. He knows he the does history not of know Alaska. The price of baseball cards. Yes. Yeah. Right. But he wouldn't. He wouldn't know he the wouldn't. price of it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I mean, as we said earlier, I think the casting of Chris Walken and Sissy Spacek is on point. I think they're both great. I just think, truthfully, I just think we have too much of their characters in the movie up yeah. front. But that's, I mean, it's <laughs> a lot. I mean, and also, as we sort of said earlier, there's a there's a tone that this film is trying to do, which is sort of this broad but heartfelt and light, and it's that's really hard to do, uh, especially with such a high concept. It just it feels like the I don't know. It feels like they never really get their arms around. I it. agree with that. Um, and the more time they spend in the bunker, the more uncomfortable you get. Absolutely, and it also just you're like I just want them to get out of that bunker. 
right now. <laughs> yeah. I feel really deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. And it takes movie. a long yeah. time. Start again, the fucking movie. As like Brendan Fraser's number one fan, it takes a long time to get to adult Brendan Fraser. 35 minutes or so. Yeah. It's, I, it, it takes even longer to get to adult Alicia Silverstone. Oh, Oof. my God. Oh. Yeah. She doesn't show up till probably I think close halfway yeah. through the movie, yeah. right? So I, I also feel like the longer they stay in this bunker, the brighter a light they are shining on the implausibility of the premise, which is also part of the problem that yeah. I sort of mentioned earlier. This is shit you should have breezed past because the longer you spend trying to unpack it and explain it to your audience, the more they're thinking about it. Yeah. And the more they're thinking about it, the more they're like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> so it's just you should have just – move forward it should have just been like how do we get them out of the bunker as soon as it's humanly possible but i mean that's it is what it is uh joey plotnik plotnik whatever his fucking name is plotnik, plotnik yeah joey uh, p. Joey p. uh <laughs> you want to quickly explain what yes, that is yes so there's a bar that joey slotnik who's what this what is his character's name i don't even know what his character's name is <laughs> does he have a name I'm well, sure he's called cult, oh, cult he, leader. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's the, like the church brother, brother blah, something. Blah, blah. Yeah, but it's been built over their old house. Built, so there's a bar built over their house that him and his mother had in the '60s, mm-hmm. and we check in with this bar over the decades. It as starts a, as, as a, a soda shop. Starts as a soda shop, turns into a bar a in the wholesome 70s. soda shop, and wholesome. then the hippies come in, and then, ooh, they don't right. like the hippies. And then in the '80s, it just turns into a punk dive bar yes. situation. It's it's. Basically, like like a fast. It, it's basically like a fast motion run, yeah, through a white person's nightmare of the last thirty five <laughs> yeah, years that of is American exactly culture. Right, actually, <laughs> that's right? fair. Yeah. I'm amazed that they didn't turn into a gay bar at some point. But yeah, um, it's really, true. Because because I get the moment that the bar owner mom, I guess is her name, um, starts <laughs> starts to turn on the world. Yeah, is when she hears. Of all fucking things, a Barry White song, yeah. Can't Get Enough of Your Love. Yeah. And it's like- This place is going down. This is the end of the world? Yeah. Like the sultry baritone yeah, of bass of, of Barry, Barry White. White's the greatest. This is the <laughs> this is the best moment in history. Well, and you're, and I mean- you're, And you're longing for a soda jerk? All right. So they use this bar as a way of punctuating our passage of time, which again- we didn't need uh, to happen. This entire thing could have been stripped from right. the movie and, and I would have lost nothing and and might have actually, you know, been the 10 minutes that would have made this film a lot easier to potentially swallow. But uh, so oh, here's what I said it could about have been the like bar. a funny surprise when they like show up yeah. at the bar or something. It's yeah. just a, it's a fucking joke. It's one joke. Yeah. And, and they milk it. For, anyway, sorry. This is my joke. This is my observation. It basically turns from Cantor's into the kibitz room. <laughs> So that's a that's an the LA joke for you, yeah. for all you uh-huh. LA folk. You'll be like, oh, oh, I get now it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I just and then ultimately the mom either dies or when she claims she's going to die, she says she's going to give the bar to Joey Slotnick, who at this point has sort of descended into a lunatic. Like, yeah, just a, he's a, like he's clearly unhinged. on drugs or something, yeah. right? Something. He's happening. got like a tattoo in the middle of his forehead, forehead like sun. And his 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 face is eroding. Right. Like, it's like it's he's awful. I don't I don't even know what anyway. Did you, so did you guys know Joey Slotnick from anything else? Yeah, wasn't he in the single guy? He's the single guy. Yeah. 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 That's that's all I ever knew him from. That's all I knew him from. Anyway. Chance. And it just – He it, seems like a nice guy. I'm sure he is a nice guy. I don't have anything against him personally. Nice it's just something – like it, it, I feel like this this role generally goes to like a Rob Schneider actor that like I yeah, just had – I just like get, get yeah, grossed exactly. out by. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel that about him. Like I kind of feel like he tried his yeah. hardest with 
some really tough stuff, but he just didn't need to be in this movie. This character didn't didn't need to be in this movie. No, didn't need to be. In this uh, you know, and now at this point, we're at about the thirty minute mark. Uh, the movie has still not started yet. With the the concept of this film has still not kicked in. But uh, Walken goes above ground at this point, sees that it's a just a hellhole of of depravity and just awfulness. Uh, I don't really know that we even needed that beat. Like you could have lifted this whole portion of it and just gone straight to we're out of supplies. I need you to go up there. Like the dad has some sort of a heart attack. So yeah, he has, when does he have the heart attack? It's like immediately after. It's while explaining what's going on above yeah. ground. <laughs> do you guys do you remember what he called the people above ground? Not mutants. The first thing he said? No. Mm, I don't remember. A subspecies. Oh. oh. Cool. So cool, cool, cool. It's it, blast from the past. All right. So there's just <laughs> something. <laughs> keeps on giving. Well, that's what it is. The blast from the past is like overt racism. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The thing that that's the Christopher Walken scene above ground yeah. is the most compelling scene of the movie to me <laughs> because from it is, a sociopolitical perspective it, it's the it's the sure. scene where they sure. it's the scene where they plant their flag where they show yeah. their true colors because yeah. if they had just had brandon fraser come up and he's in you know on ventura in the valley yeah. like that's different enough that i think we can build a movie around that because this movie yeah. wasn't about the way like this movie was there's a movie called um Brother from Another Planet, yes. John Sayles sure. movie, sure. Uh, that does take place like essentially in the hood. It's about a an, an alien, but the aliens in you know the form of Joe Morton, um, and I think it's Joe Morton, right? I yeah, I believe from it's from T two. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and it does really take place in the hood, and hood elements are important to this. That's not the case in Blast no. from the Past. And in fact, like they, he pretty much immediately leaves where his home base was, and mm-hmm. like goes to wherever Alicia is. I think. Also in Pasadena somewhere. That yeah, this is whole like, movie takes place in Pasadena. It's apparently. very. I thought it was the valley. I thought uh, he starts in the valley. Well, they're obsessed well, with Pasadena. The mom Pasadena wants him to end up with someone from, from Pasadena? Pasadena for some reason. That Which we is don't never know. explained. Goys. <laughs> nice goys. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. It really is the gift that keeps on giving. I mean. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I. I <laughs> Sorry to just, sorry to show my Jewish card yet again. <laughs> but it, it's, there is something to it, though. There, there is there's yes. some weird disconnects. Pasadena on a cultural is where the nicest level. white people in the world are from. I know several of them. They're yeah. so don't, nice. Don't, doesn't she even phrase it as like a nice girl from Pasadena? Yeah, a nice girl from Pasadena. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then no, Alicia says she's from Pasadena yes. again, but I'm still not convinced she is. Well, because she was like living in one of those little craftsman homes, and I was like, oh, I guess they're in Pasadena because that's where With a lot of the what craftsmen money? Homes. I don't know. Troy's a web designer. Oh right, I forgot that. She was a web designer. No, Troy was. Oh, Troy was I was like, she, she was, was working at a fucking baseball card store, she, and she, again was very bad at it. She was like, that's not worth. Yeah, like you should. I think, I think we're essentially at that scene. So basically, yes, like we the are. important part is all well, we Brandon don't... Fraser knows about where he's from mm-hmm. is that it's like next to an adult bookstore, which is full of well, poisonous gas. That's what he's told. Full of poisonous gas. That they really go back to that well a and couple he, times. He kind of just gets on a, a train, a train to nowhere. He, I mean, a bus he gets to on nowhere. A bus. Well, that's what. Yeah. So I did like when the bus first starts moving, and, and he's like, he is like, whoa. whoa, he gets really excited. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a yeah. cheap, easy joke, but it worked. He just sells it. But then he I don't know breaks. why he gets on the fucking. Yeah, he never. Well, there is a scene that we'll talk say, about later where was, he does break. I was going to say it's Devin Sawa in, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's not as good as Sawa in. 
In Idle Hands? In Idle Hands. Well, I mean, we, we, it might not be at Another that level. Another man who caused my sexual awakening. Devone, really? Casper, yeah. when he turns into the real it's, boy. That's, it's interesting. I have several friends that have said that. Casper mm. was like a mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. I, I I said this on the, the Idle Hands podcast, but like my daughter's six. Like I could there, – there's just, some, there just something about <laughs> – Something like, happened. Like, just something about Casper turning into like yeah. – that. He was really like an adorable – Yeah, he was a cute So kid. cute. Little kid. And she's like, that's that's Casper? Right? <gasps> yeah. You just – But what about like – did, did you think he was hot in Idle Hands or Final Destination? I don't – think so i feel like i had moved on right well that's okay <laughs> to cool. who i can't remember brendan frazier yeah. i grew up but so he gets on a bus we don't know why to go where we don't know he just he says he wants to find a grocery store because he needs to get supplies uh-huh. he knows literally nothing so he right. gets on a bus and he gets He's lost. like here are all my hundred dollar bills can anyone give me small change yeah it's really but like what your dad didn't teach you about currency right taught you about everything taught else you latin taught you latin didn't tell you how a bus works <laughs> didn't tell you how cars work <laughs> Like it's just it's it's there's, there's logic yeah, logic, here. logic issues, but he gets off the bus and he goes to try to sell his dad's baseball cards, and that's where he meets Alicia Silverstone, who gets in the way of him being hustled by the guy who runs this baseball card store. And it's weird because it's not like they like his mom isn't like go sell some baseball cards. She's just handed no. him over wads of cash, right? And he somehow finds a pawn shop, which I doubt he knew what was. Right. I also want to say that the second that the dad gives him the bonds and the stocks, was like those are going to come back into play yep. right out of this movie. That's, that's, yep. a, that's I mean, the whole twenty-five minutes of the movie. Like, <laughs> yes. No, yeah. It yeah. is. It's almost yeah. like they gave you like a. Uh, it's like a scavenger hunt, yeah. and they're like, "These are things to look out for <laughs> in the movie." Yeah, pay attention and, yeah. to these things. Yeah, the yeah. baseball cards too. I mean, did, I believe the top card on there was the Honus, big... the Honus Wagner card. That's like a six million dollar card. Really, it's like the most expensive card wow. that's ever. And they're only like a. Well, few the Mickey Mantle one goes for right. like apparently like five hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Yeah, but but uh, the other thing that I found odd, and maybe this is there's there's moments of this movie that feel very strangely edited. And one of them is Elise or Eve's inter- – the fucking Adam and Eve thing as well. We should talk oh about that God, for a second. Oh, my God. I know. And you're just like, so, wait, what? So what are you saying? In are they of, like, the original man things. and woman? Yes. Yes. I don't it even know what that means. into this terrible, terrible thing about the movie. Because, yeah, because it's making some commentary on religion too. Yeah. Because there's this cult – it's all just it's not none great. of it lands. It's not great. Yes. <laughs> it's not great. Not great. It's Doesn't not great. Up. So Doesn't Eve, her introduction feels incredibly rushed and very just like ping pongy, and yeah. I didn't understand. It's awfully directed. It, well, that that, that portion that of it portion, is really bad. She, but that her, makes her me feel like line, it's performance. It could be performance related. But also, her not first to throw line, it on awfully edited. Her but. first line is off camera. Her first I'm, line is barely. It's like walking into a shot. It's like who she she approaches the she she approaches the scene yes as if she's the owner of the store yeah or as if like there's another store operated within the store that she's a part of because she does not approach <laughs> it like an employee no right. that's what I'm saying right. yeah. she approaches she's it very like bad it's weird it's again there's like this ball busty kind of thing that she's trying to do in that introduction that does not fly it's bizarre and of all things she works in a baseball I mean a pawn shop at a Baseball card job. Guys, <laughs> Eve. It's not great. So uh, – And, she's and also, then – Did we mention that she's played by Alicia Silverstone? We, we did mention that. Yeah. She's also played yeah. by Alicia Silverstone. Okay. <laughs> so then there is this odd situation where she, she offers to give him a lift home, but he doesn't know where home is. 
but he says which makes sense to me that that makes sense because he's lost but then the holiday inn becomes his home yeah for because she kind of says you're staying like she yeah she, he's where like, are you staying the I, holiday inn yeah I, so i hope I, the holiday inn got money for this no doubt i think i'm sure they did <laughs> which There's was like, a, like yeah and they had planted that again in the bunker because the yeah. mom's like if you need a place to stay the holiday yeah, they really inn. highlight it so i i just oh, real boy. fast on the uh on the little obstacle I love obstacles like that. I love which one that he doesn't know how to get home. He doesn't know how to get home because he doesn't know where he. You know, a simple thing like I don't know my address, and he also doesn't have amnesia. Mm -hmm. Like there's a real reason for that. I'm very into like little simple moves like that. So that's yeah, that's the that's the main obstacle for the story. That no, 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 I'm just I'm saying how much I like it. Like I, that elevates this for me. What does because it makes it just. As you're saying, it makes it harder for our heroes to do what they need to do. So it's, it's a good obstacle. You know, it's like it, 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 heroes, it's, I put that in quotation marks. It's, but. It makes so she gives him a lift to the Holiday Inn. Uh, REM's "It's the End of the World as We Know It" plays at one point, which I was like, "Well, that's yeah. really on the nose." But okay, uh, it's weird to me that that car scene, the first car scene between the two of them, has like moments of working where their chemistry clicks because you sort of forget that she's miscast in some weird way. Like there's something, there's a chemistry between Brendan Fraser and her that work in that car scene there that made me go like, okay, maybe this can work. But then it just, they, they, they keep losing the thread. I was like very distracted by the fact that they were on the freeway and in Clueless, there's a giant freeway it's true. scene. It's true. And I was it's like, true. are they playing off of Clueless? Oh, that's interesting. Um, I was just taking, I was, I just couldn't I help mean, but notice the rear awesome. projection. Yeah, it's the best. And that they were clearly just in a car on a soundstage with a rear projection <laughs> behind them. But that's neither here nor there. There were a couple of moments where I thought it might have been green screen, like at the end, even that they're... Oh, yeah. There's tons of, I mean, of green screen Lord, going on in this movie. Lord have mercy this movie. It's weird. Uh, so Eve helps Adam get supplies for the shelter. Why? Uh, oh, because he's, he's paying her with the he's baseball cards. Uh, so she does that, which again, like... A thousand a week, I think. Which pay. is a lot of money. Lot. I mean, I don't really get it. But and I don't know no, why. He has absolutely no concept of money. Like, yeah. I guess. And he all of a sudden is sitting on like tens of thousands of dollars worth of baseball But cards. like her like, moral compass is off because in the beginning yes. she basically saves him from being taken for yep. a ride. And then she's like, I'm going to take you, you for a ride. ride. But, yeah. but kind friend. of because yeah. like she takes the, the card and then she's like, I can't take this card. Like she's just she's weird. internally conflicted. Again, not the a great character. The writing is not great. It's not great. Uh, Eve's hair is also insane. The curls, the ringlets that she has. I feel like they were trying to get away from like how she looked in Clueless with the straight blonde hair by like adding these. But these curls. were just insane. Oh, yeah, she yeah, looked yeah, like yeah. Shirley Temple. Mm -hmm. She did. It really, it, it really <laughs> belied this notion curls. that she's supposed to be like a like a tough chick. Yeah, that's the other thing yes. too. Where you're just like, just remove. First of all, the tough chick is the only definition that the character has at all, really. So just remove it. She's not really tough. No, I know. Of that first scene either, but like I think that's what they're trying to get across. It's like she's a tough modern yeah. girl. Um, it would have just been lady. better if she. I mean, then there's the whole, and, and we'll get to this in a moment. But like the Dave Foley relationship is cute. Like it's actually it's it's a it's a sweet relationship, mm -hmm. and I was fine with it. But it it removes her edginess even more. Great but, point. By just putting her in this like really kind of sweet, cute, funny relationship with a gay stereotype uh, in this movie. Mm -hmm. So, but anyway, played played well by the, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I mean, he's better in Dick this year, but you know. But you're you're right about uh, the way it kind of neutered that character. Mm -hmm. I never even thought of that. Yeah, yeah. obviously she's a sweet person. <laughs> yeah, she, she hangs out with Troy. Yeah. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Nathan Fillion then has his – he has two scenes. His moments in the his sun. His moments in the he's sun. Not, he doesn't even seem like that much of an asshole. He but, doesn't. No. He really doesn't. Uh, he's leaving her apartment – he used to be her boyfriend, and he was He's coming to take some out. of his taking some of his stuff yeah, to go with another lady, right? Who he mentions by name, but I can't remember. Yeah, sure, it's not important. And it's, it's a drive there. by; it's not even really a scene. He's no. like he's basically walking through the frame. Yeah, um, but you know, so with with his underwear, with his underwear, and I believe it was Ralph Lauren, and oh, Brenda right. Fraser goes, <laughs> "Why is he wearing another man's underwear?" Yeah, a callback to the Calvin Klein joke. From Back, Back to the, the Future. Future. Maybe. Maybe. Don't well, know. Might, might just be a really Hard lazy version of that. I think it's a lazy version of that. That line at least really works yeah. in Back to the Future, as does everything in Back to the Future. Yeah. Uh, so, a totally perfect movie. Yeah, so for the fact that he tries to fuck his mom. But I mean, we can just that's sort not, of that's not a that's not a tone issue. <laughs> that's a story that's issue. A it does get tonally a little a little dicey in that mm-hmm. in that portion. You, you, you do, where he tries to date him. rape his mom. You do have yeah. to no. You have she, you have to well, get, she's coming for yes. him. She's like Easy on Marty you. McFly. He's not trying to fuck his mom, his mom's trying to fuck him. But he's he's Telling the plan, not to make this about Back to the Future, the plan, he tells George that he's going to try to take advantage of her and that thus he needs to stop that. But then it turns out to be Biff at the end. Don't you remember this? I remember the mom being like the mom, so the mom thirsty can, for her son. Yeah, That's true. But what I'm saying is that later when the plan is to get George to come to her rescue, it's because Marty is going to be trying to take advantage of his mom. I that's why. That's why oh, when he shows up oh, at the oh, end oh, oh. and when punches you, Biff, when you want George. Oh, I, all right. So you're saying, <laughs> I understand. When George is going to be the hero, that's what I'm saying. It's because he's yes. going to pull Marty. Yes, up. that's my point. But it, that's then, true. Then it's but, Biff. But that's true. But we. But we know what's happening. That's very different. The conversations like, I'm going to have about this podcast the, later the are like the, there were multiple conversations <laughs> about women trying to fuck very young people. That's actually very one true. One of whom was yes. their son. Their son. <laughs> and, and, and and one of the hosts is what just like, it's a shame we can't do that anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Yes, I see what you're saying. That's what, anyway, whatever. The more problematic thing is how much the mom wants to fuck the son. Yes. But either way. Either way. Weird. The only really weird part still of the movie. Totally still totally perfect. still a perfect movie. movie. I fucking love that. How did you even perfect. get on this? These are not dissimilar movies. I'm trying to remember them. Like, what was the thread? The underwear? The underwear. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Calvin Klein. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because that joke works and she thinks right. his name is Calvin Klein through right. the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, Dave Foley, as we mentioned. Makes makes a a role that in lesser hands would have been terrible, mm-hmm. but he makes it palatable and sweet. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed yeah. him in this yeah. movie uh, and his very nineties clothes. Oh, in this so crazy good. ass movie, <laughs> I'm, I'm really impressed with his restraint. Yeah, because I'm sure he could have gone so much broader. Absolutely, and, and they would have been like, "Great, great, keep going, keep going." So I fully agree with yeah. you. I think that he. Especially considering, and I love Kids in the Hall, but Kids in the Hall was really broad. Mm-hmm. But he was always a straight man. He has a really no good, pun intended. Yes, he has a really good. <laughs> he has a really good sense of yes. of grounding a scene. In, yes, in absolutely. Realism. I mean, that's what he does at news radio. He's, yeah, he's no, a, he's great. He's an amazing. Always great. Yeah, uh, and he he also when the turn happens later, which we'll we'll get to in a moment. But like the moment when he explains to her the toothpaste, the the stocks and bought, like he's he's our 
he is Eve's way of buying into the conceit of this movie. Right. And you buy it because this guy is so grounded. Sorry. Anyway. He also, when Brendan Fraser gets hauled away, uh, he doesn't outright say, you fucked up. But he's basically saying, like, yeah. in the moment, like... With his eyes. Yeah. He did a bad thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, you did the wrong thing, but also a bad thing. Yeah. And yeah. he convinces her very quickly. Guys, I, mean, I can't wait but... to get to that scene, because I have a lot of thoughts. So, Go on. Um, so he takes him for a, a fashion makeover. Troy takes Adam. Not really all that different from Not what he great. was already wearing. Not great. Everyone He's still wears, got the hair. Still has the hair. Everyone wears dark leather jackets in this movie. Mm-hmm. All the men that are stylish wear... Just dark browns, dark black leather jackets. Yeah. Sure. Uh, then Dave Foley teaches Adam to dance to the village people, the which is mm-hmm. not great. We're all, all making th- little faces. But also, um, all right, so, so Adam's one obvious problem was his attire. Um, uh, sure. Adam, like basically this movie posits, I think, that the perfect man mm-hmm. is from 1962. Uh-huh. Who goes on Queer Eye. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the that's yeah. th- then he become because before that she like wasn't really into him. Mm-hmm. And then after that, and when he dances, which like is basically something you learn on like Queer Eye also. Um when I would he did, love to see a Queer Eye episode about a guy who's been in a bunker for three, for three oh, years. Yeah. Can you imagine? I'd watch that. Sure. The makeover alone. The makeover would be great. So basically, like he gets his queer eye makeover, he learns how to dance and and he yeah. still has his manners. And he's chivalrous and yeah. he's the perfect man. Yeah. And that's kind of Troy's point at the end. Like, yeah. wait, wait, this guy's perfect. Yeah. So. Although he does – we'll get to I – have, I have a thing in a second. But uh, Vernon from You're the Worst is in this movie. Do you guys watch You're the Worst? No. I – wait. Oh, wow. It's a great show. I watch You're the Worst. Yeah. He's the one who's married to um, – uh, oh, my god. The sister, the pregnant sister. Oh, right. Oh, my God. He's I didn't even register who, that that was him. Yes, there you go. Uh, wow. was, this was his first role. His first role ever? Ever. Yeah, it was in this movie. Oh, yeah, so there you go. It's kind of, it's kind of adorable. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, of course, even Troy take Adam to a swing swingers club so we can hear the the squirrel nut zippers play, <laughs> <laughs> um, which was a thing. I'm pretty sure I owned a squirrel nut zippers CD. There you go. Something uh, that happened. Uh, the dancing, as we mentioned, is great. Uh, and Eve starts to see Adam in a different light. Yes. That's when she sort of is like, a oh, maybe, light. maybe. Yeah. Brendan Fraser, yeah. secretly, mm. great dancer. Yeah. I mean, school he ties, pulled it out. Yeah. Great dancer. Yeah. Remember in School Ties, he, he has a dancing and then – and. Yeah, there's I a really racist ever... comment made about it, but yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. – Well, but there's also I, – I think that – I think that there's a connection between physical comedy and being a good dancer. So it doesn't necessarily surprise me because mm-hmm. he's such a physical actor, as we saw in that gif that trended. <laughs> um, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like I think that, that that's why he is. He's a good dancer, but that doesn't necessarily surprise me. It's just me. cool. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, the punch scene is great. Yes. So, And it's three punches, it? right? It is three punches. It's – so Nathan Fillion shows up and there's this there's this moment where he is does he threat I'm trying to remember does he th- I saw it literally this morning I don't even think he threatens at all he's just like pr- like he's doing a fake out or something yeah. and he's going to like sucker punch him and yeah. then Brendan is like whoa 
And then, like, he pops and then he back pops up and back. he's like... He's like, all right, we don't need to do this. And yeah. then he's like, again, sucker <laughs> But he punch. tries to sneak... Yeah, he tries to sneak attack yeah. all three punches. Right. And, and the whole time, Lisa Silverstone was like, guys, don't fight, don't fight. Nathan Fellow is like, yeah, fighting's yeah, so, stupid. so stupid. If and- anyone got punched in front of me, I would be, like, horrified. Her reaction yeah. is like... Pretty guys. chill. It's yeah. Like, stop. It's not. But great. then but they he were, tries they it a third perfect time. Punches. They're they perfect so punches. Good. Yeah. And they hurt Nathan Fillion just enough. <laughs> yeah. But it's this perfect <laughs> like, balance. It's not over. But he's like, you can tell he's he's definitely rattled, and he might be bleeding a little bit. And it's like it's, in his nose. It's which he's not trying to get hurt. punched again. It, and yeah. it's great. It's great. And then the third time he's like, okay, fuck it, I'm gonna go home. Like, yeah. Just really, yeah. just he's like, forget. There are a couple of things. Like, I'm starting to feel. An overwhelming kind of sense of is there nothing Brandon Fraser can't do? <laughs> I mean, this is Oscar. Yeah. Ter- maybe even EGOT territory. Brandon is going to start being repped by Kenny <laughs> well, Every once in a while, there's like an actor out, out in, in the 99 but you, movie where you I'm just don't like, find guy, him attractive. So maybe there I is something he can't do, which is turn me on. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, mean, I always, I always, I, mean. I always had, I always had like an affinity for him because oh School God. Ties was weirdly like a formative movie for me uh-huh. as a young Jew. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Phil, I, Phil looks up for a little longer than I'd expect. The, mo- the movie Phil <laughs> is, says, is about yeah. a, a Jew. No, a, I remember. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly don't remember the film very well. So I don't I, remember it that well either. Yeah. It's about a Jew. No, I know. Remember, I remember what it's about, and I know Brooks that Ben Affleck and and Matt Damon are in it. Yeah, Damon's yeah. Day is basically Damon's first role. Yeah. He's like the villain. Um, but uh, so I always had this like affinity for him, but also you know he lost so much capital with these stupid. Movies I never saw. Dudley yeah. Do, Red George of the Jungle, um, Furry Vengeance. Just these like really yeah. like dumb, well. embarrassing yeah. – like movies that are embarrassing on a poster. Sure. Yeah. Where you just can't ride Dudley for this Dudley guy Dudley Do-Ride's poster is very embarrassing. He's like riding the camel Wait till you see the movie, horse. Aaron. Or something. I can't It's a horse. Wait. Did you say? I can't wait. I don't know why I said camel. Camel. <laughs> I don't know much about Canada. <laughs> we don't. The Mounties don't write fucking I wish camels. I, I wish I said moose. But <laughs> I mean, there's definitely moose jokes in this. Are there when moose? we're done this podcast, can, can we're ra- all going to watch the trailer. It's a minute and a half. This is you a serious need to question see it. for the Canadian. Yes. Can one ride a moose? Uh, I don't actually think you can ride I a moose. I can't imagine. They're you actually. You could try. They're a domesticated they're moose. Absolutely not. No. A moose is a moose is the moose. size of like a fucking truck. Like it is. They're you have to gigantic. like run, right? If you see, it's like get it away. will. It will. Yeah, it will kill you. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like a rhino. Yeah, but a moose. But a moose. I like that North America has its own version. Yeah. That's yeah. A, of a rhino. Yeah. So uh, at this point, Eve gets upset that Adam might have gone home with a girl. Yes. He then shows up at her place, scares her as she's getting out of her car. She does some. Bonkers, fucking weird, backwards somersault yeah. where she <laughs> yeah. injured injures herself, and then he goes inside and tends to her injury, and then Dave Foley tells him that she needs a real man, not a boy, and then there's this. In my opinion, that's when the character breaks because he turns in this moment and he becomes very masculine, he becomes very mature, and it's it's kind of where did this come from? Mm-hmm. It becomes paternal. I don't know if it's paternal because then like they taking kiss. Taking care of her. I mean, well, that's ugh. that's. I don't necessarily mean obviously <laughs> that he becomes. I wish her, you could see her. Becomes face her right dad. Now. Yeah, he'd be paternal and nurturing. It's a. 
he, a little bit. It's, it's a pretty classic move to have someone tend to someone's wound and have that turn that into. But that's not. I, I don't know that paternal would be the word that I would. I know what you're saying. Nurturing is really what. I there's mean. something. I mean, there's definitely something mature about it, which is that we've been we've been following this boy, and then apropos of nothing, Dave Foley says she needs a man, and then he's like, "All right, I'll be a man now," and then he just becomes a man. It's it's really unearned. Okay. But when does she she gets mad at him? Her her emotions are all up, all up and over down in this movie. She, she gets is mad a at roller him coaster. Ir- irrationally about something. Oh my god, so many times. I feel like in this scene, maybe yeah. it was just that he scared her and she. Her it's, it's this it's this like, girl oh that she thought he was going to go home with. Ugh. He she gets really upset about that. But then doesn't she like tell him to go home again or we, something? She's we like, left out here. We left out kind Ugh. of an important part, we which did. is that <laughs> Brandon Fraser is on a mission to mate. Right. right. So, like, when you like, you know, it's like, part of her job, her like thousand dollar a week job, her, is to find him a wife. Right. His parents basically right. got I can it get in you his laid head in two weeks. That, yeah. yeah, that it's time for you to go out and find a mate. So he, of course, knows nothing, and they basically know nothing. Yeah. So he's not going home with some other girl because he's a dick. He's going yeah. some, home with some other girl because he doesn't know any better. Right? Well, and and it feeds your alien theme. He's an alien. Because he's looking for a mate. Yeah. He's looking for – yeah, right. no, that, that there's something to that for sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, back to the scene. They kiss. Mm-hmm. She asks him if he's a virgin. Which, he, by the way, he's very uh, <laughs> he's very adept at kissing, which I almost, I almost was expecting – Well, was it his first kiss? I was almost <gasps> expecting the next line oh. to be like, have you ever done this before? And he oh. was like, only with my mother. Yeah. Only with my mother. Yeah, which yeah. I think might be oh. – And I'm not a virgin. The theme of only this podcast <laughs> Does it count if you fuck yeah. your mother? Characters this. who try to have <laughs> sex with their mothers. Yeah, yeah basically. It's sort of pseudo time travel movies that uh, fuck people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. tell us Anyway, time, so, right? she, <laughs> so she, she asks him about uh, if he's a virgin. He says yes. She's then a little bit weirded out by that. I actually uh-huh. like the way she asked. She's like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Right. But, but are you yeah. a based on all the info I have, yeah. she's yeah. like, I'm guessing. Yeah. So she asks him. He says yes. He's like, I'm glad you're sitting down. I have other things to tell you. And then he basically tells her what about the whole bomb shelter, fallout shelter like situation. is there like a weird like shot of her like falling on a bed, like sad about – Falling on the stairs. She right. crumples to the stairs <laughs> in <laughs> tears. <laughs> the- she's really upset. <laughs> she's really broken up about yeah. this. Uh, but when he – but it starts seems to like tell maybe her. Maybe she. It's because she thinks he's crazy, and she does, she's yes. not believing him. Yeah, she's yeah, like, that's oh, what it is. Literally, yeah. okay. she cries because she realizes, oh, I've got to call the the cops on this guy. Yeah. As soon but, as I fell in love, it makes sense he would be a total crazy. Person. But when he says to her <laughs> about the bomb that was dropped on Los Angeles, and the look on her face is maybe the best comedic moment that she has in the movie because she goes through, and to Alicia's credit, she does a whole host of emotions in the span of, you know, a five-second shot of being like, oh, wait, what? And then sadness and then a resignation of knowing that, like, this can never be, which I appreciated. Uh, She says we should get you a cab. Uh, He leaves. She crumples on the stairs in tears. And then we have, I think, maybe the – the worst part of this movie, which is when she calls these mental health professionals yes. that have no jurisdiction. Like, it's not like they can take them away. It's not like the net. It's not like – not the movie, like the child, net. Don't worry. It's not okay. like child services but or something. Like, we're coming yeah, like, to get you. Like, who are, who are these home. people? Yeah. They don't really explain who they are. No. I don't – well, they, she does kind of say I'm from something or another. She's, and this guy who does not look in any way intimidating, nor does he look like a guy who could stop Brendan Fraser from doing right. anything. And – 
it then escalates. They go outside. Brendan Fraser bolts. Yeah. The other guy tries to take off after him. I assume that there are things. Then like it's this. like we're going to call the cops. And then she's like, no, you can't call the cops. Maybe he, maybe this is right all along. Like maybe he's not lying. She has a whole host a of like. Such a turn. That it's just like, wait, what? And then he gets in the truck and he fucks up their car and he drives off and we're never heard from again. This is what happens. <laughs> When you devote the first 25 minutes of your movie to not the movie. Yes, I know. You actually have to rush the stuff that takes mm-hmm. – that, that, that That's part of your taking, movie. Yes, yeah. that should yeah. be taking a little yeah. more time to develop and let yeah. them be a part. I mean, dark hour of the soul for Christ's sake. Yeah, they don't even do any of that. No. I mean, yeah. they, there's a bit of a di- – I mean, I, the, to your point, the three-act structure is fucked because of this 30-minute this stuff Preamble. at the top. Yeah. So now you've got like your – the the end of act two where like everything is supposed to go to shit is now like 15 minutes from the end of the movie. So it's, it's all very strange, but basically at this point, Eve and Troy go on a search to try to find him. They end up at the, at uh, the holiday Inn. they put it together. They figure it out that he's not full of shit. He, because Adam of, and Eve reconcile. Old toothpaste. Old toothpaste, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Um, uh, and Adam and Eve reconcile. He brings her down to his parents. They convince them to stay in the shelter for a couple months while they use Adam's stocks in various successful tech companies to build a replica of Adam's parents. Like when you say this shit, you're just like, it's what? It's crazy. <laughs> it sounds fake, but this happened like, in a movie. Like what the fuck? And they made it. I and it's like real. This is this. a real movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> a real movie. Kenny Nybar, ladies and gentlemen. I am not joking. You like I, the end of this movie? The end and I love. So the end and I love. <laughs> I think the, I, love. I think the I think rebuilding their home out there in the world and putting them into it on married with Walken's reaction to it and Walken's mm-hmm. reaction to like being in this world, I loved. I don't really care how ridiculous it was to get there, given how ridiculous the the kind of so premise crazy. of this movie is. But I I found it like incredibly sweet that they that they did that for his parents. I, it was just well, hard I'd to actually, buy everything. It was like I think the, it happened so fast. It's the gymnastics She's got to her get her engagement ring on. Yeah, it's, it's like all, a it's lot all, of things have happened. Like off camera, stuff. and she's it, it's, like. It's, I think to your point, Ugh. I didn't mean to cut you off, no, Aaron. Go. Sorry. No, no please go. go, go, go. I'm just, I'm just thinking about their relationship at the end. It's like they, it's like she has like bought into him fully yeah, somehow. Yeah. It's like done a total turn. She's pot committed to this guy. Yeah, now. they might be married or engaged or something. Yeah, and she's like over the moon because he's like a multi, multi millionaire. That's the thing that that actually stuck in my craw right. a little bit too, where it's like when she has that line with Dave Foley, where she's like, at least I had him committed. Before I found out he was a millionaire right. or something like yeah, that, I was like, yeah, yeah. "So you're I don't a gold had, digger I don't too." Had I committed, at least I was in. I was into him. It wasn't had, something like that. Yeah. But you at least I fell for still him like the fact that it's there's a weird. pattern of it's weird. And she becomes like very sugary sweet. Very like, as soon as she gets into the bomb shelter with the parents, it's like she's wholesome. She's like fifties, sixties. Yeah, I think it's weird. All right, so I but I, I think I, to, to your point earlier. It's this condensed period of time. Like if we could have jettisoned the first you know, half hour or just restructured it a little bit, we would have had time to let this stuff breathe. Right. And then this ending, I could have maybe got mm-hmm. my head around. But it's all happening way too quickly. So I think this is, I think this is the, the best possible ending yeah. for this movie. 
I agree with everything we're saying here. <laughs> okay. I don't think I don't think they earned it. I don't think they got there. Right. But I think this is like, I mean, what's this is the I don't really know, know the best analogy, but this is the right. This is a better a better way to end the movie than I think even most people mm-hmm. would have thought of. Right, I think most people would have thought. I agree with that. I think I most people thought that. get the two get characters together, bring the parents out of the bomb shelter, have a wedding. Yes, yes, and yes. that's it. I think this is a lot sweeter and means a lot more than than the average ending. I don't disagree with you, and I think I think that it's it's. I agree that it's an, a more interesting ending in terms of like actual logistics of what they did to sort of ease his parents back into the world and all of that. Uh, and it is very sort of sweet, but then it's, it's kind of, you know, it has an ending like this. Okay. Uh, a, a movie that is, I don't know if it's better or worse, but the ending like really worked for me. It's Fifty First Dates. I love Fifty First Dates. Fifty First Dates. It's such a weird movie. So Fifty First Dates (laughs) is actually kind of weirdly totally similar to this because Mm -hmm. it has a kind of a wild premise. Uh Yes, it is crazy. You have to do a lot of like buying, a lot of buying into it to kind of go with it. The romance is fantastic. Yes, and they don't screw around with the audience with the mm-hmm. with the resolution yeah. the resolution is beautiful yeah and it's like not a perfect happy life that they have right? is it it's better like, than blended uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, i'll tell you i'll tell you i'll tell you my honest opinion yeah it's better than weddings there and and i love weddings it's great i should see 50 first dates i'll watch it 50 first dates is really fun it just i, has, I remember liking the premise i just never saw the movie it just has it's it, it has the joey slotnick performance by rob schneider that mm-hmm. actually does kind of ruin the movie like it's that's indefensible okay. yeah well but, i will watch 50 first dates yeah. this movie then has a what sours the ending of this movie to me is that adam then tells his dad that there was never a nuclear attack and, and he doesn't believe him and then he's like, don't tell your mother. Don't tell your mom, which is weird. Yeah. And then yeah, also, I'm a fucking lunatic, and I still think the commies are behind all of this. Yes. And now I'm like measuring And he goes on lawn. a rant about it. He goes on a rant about the commies. And then on top of that, the final moments of this movie are Alicia Silverstone saying that when Adam tells me that the way it works is that parents take care of their kids and then kids take care of their parents, which I think is a lie, she says. When he tells me bullshit like that, I think I don't want to destroy his dreams because he has such beautiful dreams. Those are the final words of this movie. What the fuck does that even mean? Well, I'm, I'm confused. You think What do you think is a lie? She says to him – sorry. She says in voiceover yeah. that Adam tells me that – Kids are taking care of their parents when they're younger, and parents then the kids take, parents take parents, care of their kids, and then and kids, kids take, take care of their parents. right. And, and she that's says the way it works. that that's the way it works. But when he tells me lies like that, does she say that? She I watched it five times. Wow, because I couldn't believe that that's what she was saying either. When he tells me lies like that, I say I don't want to destroy his dreams because he has such beautiful dreams. That's oh, that's really fucked the up. The end of this movie. That's bad. That's I don't think I don't think I even registered it. Neither Maybe because it sounds so crazy. I don't think yeah. I registered that. I actually, that's really strange. I, I, I swear <laughs> to God, I didn't hear. I don't. I don't remember the lies thing because I the, I the first part. Yeah, kids, parents take care of the kids, then kids take care of the parents. Yeah, I don't. I I, I don't like that because. It's so off theme for this yeah. movie, yeah. right? It's, yeah. Like it's a really it's a really dumb way to end it, but I. Do kind of like it as a global statement, yeah. And I also like the idea of like 
this is something that a lot, not us, I don't know about you, Aaron, but a lot of people <laughs> have to deal with their parents being really politically fucked up right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And you just have to. I, I am one of those people. All right. Oh, interesting. So there you go. Yeah. And you have to kind of just still love it's, them. I'm Canadian, yeah. so I don't have to deal with that. I mean, yeah. lucky you. Yeah. I feel pretty good about <laughs> it. Aaron, you know, we didn't do the where are you from? Where are you from? Uh, well, this might, yeah, this will, this will color things. Florida. Okay. Oh, Where Florida? Swing state. Um, a perpetual. Perpetual swing state. Swing state, swing state starring Cli- uh, a swing vote. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Uh, I'm from Clearwater, which is like known as, uh, well, close to Disney, but it's like Hulk Hogan is literally from there. Okay. That's a is this like fame. Florida project? That's my guy. This is like Florida, like close to Florida project. Okay. And then, um. And it's also like the Scientology, like oh. Mecca. Interesting. It's Clearwater. Mm, LA wow. might have a word with you about that. No, no. it is literally. Their is it really? Is that, where, is, is that where? Is like number the, two? Uh, is that where like the Sea Org? The Sea Org. Yes. Literally. I was going to say the Ocean Club. Oh, yeah. It's real. <laughs> the Ocean. You know that like yeah. fun the cruise they go on. Yo, yeah. yeah. Yo, what a crazy name, Sea Org. Sea Org. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a yeah, I have an interesting upbringing. <laughs> Yeah. What, what, you were you going to say something? How does this politically, parents, kids? A lot, a lot of parents have to deal with their Trump vote. A lot of kids mm-hmm. have to deal yeah, with I, their I Trump vote parents now. And instead of fighting with them, yeah, it might. I'm not just I, I deal with that. Deal with life however you want to deal with it. But instead of fighting them, you just kind of have to just deal with it. Like this Christopher Walken thing. He's basically telling you like up yeah, is down, no, down is up. I yeah. don't believe you. And Brandon Fraser could sit there all day and be like, watch this, read this. Or he can just be like, go listen to Alex Jones and just kind of stay out of my life. Stay, stay out of my way with, with that shit. Yeah, no. You know? I, I, first of all, to your original point, it, it's it's beside the point of this movie. So mm-hmm. for her to even mention that in the in the voiceover is strange. But for her for then to deride that notion of like taking care of your parents, I it's, thought was, yeah, was super fucked up. Really and then to also be like, and also Adam is delusional, but I love him because he's fucking crazy. Big dreams. Like, it's weird. Because his dreams are Eve is, Eve is an enigma in this movie. She's yeah. just like all over the fucking place. He I don't know what won. I'm supposed to take away from her. It's like a dream. I mean, could you imagine just coming out of a bunker with <laughs> no hundreds Actually. of millions of dollars in IBM stock? It's insane. Just go spend your money, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so let's – you want zero ninety nine this thing? Uh, Yeah. All right. Aaron, I believe, is the only one who had seen it before. Or saw it in as 99? like a kid, yeah. yeah. So do you know how? Do you know this ranking system that we have on this this convoluted ranking Tell system me. that we have? Uh, so we rank the films from zero to ninety nine. There is no hundred; it is just zero to ninety nine. We rank it from <laughs> just what like we, percentiles, just like mm-hmm. ish. So what you thought of the film in ninety nine? If you saw the film in ninety nine, as Kenny and I yeah. have not, so you will have this ability to do that, I, yeah. and then also rank it before this podcast and then after this podcast. <laughs> so I think when I had watched it as a kid, I mean, I enjoyed the movie. I probably would have given it like in the 70s or 60s or something cool. like that. Yeah. Um, and n- now rewatching it as an adult, <laughs> yes. it was really hard. It was really Did this sad. podcast change your – Yeah. I, okay. Not for the better, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if anyone comes away from listening to this and they're like, what a great movie that was. Well, I feel like for Kenny and I, the the metric in a lot of ways is whether we use the 50% as the threshold of Uh recommending or not recommending. Uh, so I think it depends on what you would want to watch this for. If it is right. just like I want to see like how fucked up 1999 was, like <laughs> this is a great movie to watch. It's it's an interesting depiction of 1999. Yeah, I'm not sure it's a fair one though. No, no, no. Of like what people were making in 1999. Okay, fair, fair enough, fair enough. Um, or, yeah, sure. 
Yeah. So um, what do you think it was before the podcast? I feel like I would probably give it like a 72 or something. Oh, like wow. It, and okay. how, about, how about now you'd give it a 72? After the podcast? Yeah. No. What would you give it after the podcast? I, I don't want to be mean. Um, well, this might stream on Netflix this might any day now. on Netflix. Oh, <laughs> um, Brendan might be listening. But we've been very My number one yeah. might be listening. And we have The Mummy coming up, and I think we're all going to like The Mummy. Maybe. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Though? I here's the thing is like I still think Brendan Fraser's performance was pretty good. It, it is despite everything. So I'd probably still give it like a a good solid like twenty or something. Wait 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 wait. I don't think that's not very high. There's no such thing as a good solid twenty. A good solid twenty, first of all, and also that's a precipitous drop from pre podcast to post podcast. But it's just like that's a fifty percent. It's like I just like it was such a different movie that I like. I don't know what my takeaways were as a kid. This is good. This is this is. I don't know about this one. It's hard. I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna give this. Yeah, you guys grade it. I'm gonna give this movie pre podcast. But you had never seen it. I had never seen it. So this is just pre-us talking and then post-us oh, talking. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to say, I don't know, man. You should write it down. I should. Do yeah. you write it down? Yeah. Oh, and, and, right. and, and honestly, like the pre and post thing is the reason why – the reason I the, – the main reason I mm-hmm. it, uh, presented the pre and post thing mm-hmm. is because I had been like kind of – I had been kind of – Changing the my number after As the podcast. No, I get it. Yeah. I get that. And okay. So I, I just want to deal. I just want to okay. deal with it. I'm Do you want to? You want to redo? Wanna, you want to redo? So pre, because I thought we were talking about yes. just like yeah. as a child. Yeah. yeah. I thought. Um, I think before I came in here today, I would probably be ranking it like around like 40s. Oh, there you oh okay. See, now it's all making sense now. That, I understand. Yeah. The 70 number was when you were in 99. Uh, yes, yes, yes. That's that's fair. Um, and I just I now I just want to deal with myself with the number I gave this movie before I walked into this podcast. What was okay, it? which was what? Which was a 78. Oh my God, Kenny! I really like. <laughs> Aaron's face is amazing. I, I watched shook, it a couple days as ago. As the kids say. And, and I think I like, all right, so 78, I think, is, I'm, I'm make, I'm, I was making a point with that number. Yeah, no, I get if it. If I gave it a 72, I think everybody would be like, oh, all right, whatever. I I, I felt like with oh God, how much Jenny. I liked the ending of that movie, ending of this movie, <laughs> really and, the, and the swing in the yeah. move. I'm not, well, it bumped me up like six points, but like I got to kind of plant my flag. So okay, so you're you're sticking with seventy eight? No, no, I'm okay. not. This podcast knocked it down a lot. Like so what? Sixty five. Yeah. But there are a lot of stuff that happened over the course That's of this still podcast. Pretty yeah. high. Because I still really did like it, but there's a lot of stuff that happened over the course of the podcast where I'm like irredeemable, indefensible. Yeah. Like I can't be <laughs> I can't be riding that high you're for like, it. This yeah. Is so, yeah. But okay. um but I I the credits rolled and I had a slightly lesser version of I that of the feeling I have when I watch a big or when I watch a league of their own, when I watch those like really good eighties, nineties, like mm-hmm. Penny Marshallish movies. Randy so, Newman just started singing and you were like, yeah, I'm in. Which I, which almost <laughs> always works for me. It works for most Americans. I mean, no one, most listens, people. no one listens to Randy Newman out of context, but it's true. After but a movie, uh, yeah. that's my man. I, I'm, I'm going to say before this podcast, I was probably in the like, uh, I'm going to say 62. Mm-hmm. After this podcast, I'm at like a I'm at like a 55. I would recommend this Still movie. Above. I would yes. recommend it for Brendan. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I do I love that we're movie, leaving so. this with higher I know, than I picked, Aaron, I picked, I picked which is movie. great. Yeah. I just like 
I, I really was like watching it the whole time and I kept being like, what is happening? What's going on? And I was like, yeah. I don't remember this. What was yeah. wrong with me? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think part of it is that too. I think that you having seen it at a formative age and having mm. and, and us having not sexual having feelings. sexual feelings towards Brendan Fraser, I mean, that would change anyone's opinion. Mm. Uh, and then, do you know what I mean? We don't have that. I don't have that perspective. Of on this course. Home, so. When you're the one who picks the movie. <laughs> Which essentially it's a lot like, of onus. I, yeah. it, or, um, I I feel like I essentially did that with Outside Providence, even though I didn't. Yeah, I felt like I was never telling you how great so. it was over and over again. You watch it with a little added, yeah, pit in your stomach. You know, <laughs> like I will be judged based on this movie. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and I was judging you so highly, but now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but yeah, yeah. You know, on I a mean, scale of zero to ninety nine, zero to ninety nine. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Aaron's, Aaron's a ninety nine. You know, after the podcast, <laughs> so. this was this was fantastic, though. Truthfully, thank, thank you so much. Wait, for, wait, did, are you, I'm just saying in general, sixty two fifty five. Yeah, sixty two fifty five. And I'm just yes. glad we all got to do this together. I, yes. I got to rewatch I, together and yeah. really dissect it. And I look forward to us all watching Deadly Do Right for the first time together. I and can't believe we have can a we also just, Frasier person. Kathy, yeah. Okay, I'm, look, I'm not going to bring this back to Mrs. Winterborn again, but I am. But you are. You can should. you please just watch it separately so we can also just talk about Absolutely. it a little bit and unpack that movie? Because I want to rewatch it. Kenny's. Kenny's I can't, I can't it's make, not a 99 movie. I can't make though. that guarantee. E, um, okay. Here's what you can at least admit that you'll watch the trailer yeah i'll do that for sure yeah okay. so at least we can talk about I it just, on some level. i feel like that movie will be really it'll be so bad it'll maybe be the great, movie sounds insane i don't that know. movie sounds insane yeah i can't wait we might have to do a bonus episode on mrs winterborn <laughs> just for me just for Aaron. <laughs> so next week we are doing Aaron's face is like mm, i don't think i know this movie uh david cronenberg's existence mm, no yet uh, another canadian movie yet another <laughs> Um, do the, right you got Jonathan Dory's not a fucking Canadian movie <laughs> Jesus um, you son of a bitch do right um, <laughs> Existence do. Jude Law Jennifer Jason Lee uh, Sarah Pauly Willem scene. Dafoe wow uh, it's a great movie okay have you never seen it no it's a really good movie uh, have you seen it Kenny I have now oh you've watched it <laughs> yes I have okay. now I wasn't going to say anything but okay. I have now uh, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to also have Barry Hertz on, mm-hmm. who is a um, a critic for the Globe and Mail, who was who did an article on our podcast mm-hmm. a couple months ago, uh, and he's going to come on, and we're going to talk uh, Canadian Canadian film, Kenny's favorite. I love country. Canada. It is my um, it is my favorite country, and I, I think it used to be my second favorite country. I think that if I put if I put you on the spot, you could name a Canadian movie, maybe. Dudley do right. <laughs> can you name a Canadian a movie? Good... Uh, a Canadian Short of movie? existence? Uh, yeah, uh, New Waterford Girl. Great. Good work. Yeah. We're going to have Leanne Balaban yeah. for New Waterford Girl, which is a great movie. From the director of Empire Records. Yeah, I, oh, well, like God. Sweet Hereafter is a Canadian, also a Canadian movie. movie. <laughs> it's great. This is going to be a great conversation. Kind of. um, it's going to be great. I th- all the Goyan movies Adam are, te- Goyen, yeah. are technically Canadian movies, right? Tec- they are fully well, Canadian movies, yeah. Uh, so, so Barry Hurston come on. We're gonna talk about existence. We're gonna talk about virtual reality and and making guns out of fish bones and teeth. teeth. And it's gonna be great. Wow, uh, I can't wait. This to was watch Jude this Law before. Uh, it's it's a legit. Yeah, it's was a legit it before movie. Ripley? It was before Ripley. It oh, came wow. out in September, I believe. Uh, 
Yeah. I don't want to say too much about my feelings on this movie uh, <laughs> because I don't, because Spoiler. I want. Spoiler. Well, yeah, I'm just a, I'm a great podcaster. <laughs> and, and, and this is in the business, this is what we call a tease. So, uh, I'm the biz. In the biz, in the podcasting yeah, in the biz. podcast biz. All right. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. We also do that in the biz. We also, obviously, Aaron, you're coming back on. So mm-hmm. I hope that you know that because, you know, Dudley it's going right. to be great. Here I come. It's going to be great. We're going to do it. It's going to be great. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe. Um, I'm at PM, PM Iscove on, on Twitter, Instagram. Kenny's at Nybart on Twitter. We have a Twitter handle for the show, which is at podcast like 1999. So please follow us there and there'll be any news about the podcast. Um, Aaron? Oh, I'm at Side of Ginger. I'm a redhead, guys. Spoiler. It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's so and, weird because uh, yeah. I, I saw your Twitter handle uh-huh. today when you followed me. Yeah. Humble brag. <laughs> um, and uh, and – I did not realize that was what side of ginger was alluding to, like a dummy. Oh, like, of course, well, I thought it was just she really liked sushi and ginger. Just a little side I of ginger. Guess I just thought food. Aaron Larosa was probably not a ginger. What? <laughs> what? No, what? There, there you go. go. Well, half there you Irish, go. half Italian. Guess what one? Yep. Irish side now. Oh, yeah. just, just like just in the Irish Italian War. Right. <laughs> <laughs> As we all know. There you yes. go. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This hey, was fantastic. Hey, thanks for having me. We uh, we can't wait to do it again. And ruining Blast from the Past. For everybody. For me. Almost yeah. everybody. Let's <laughs> <laughs> forget it. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Podcast like it. Just podcast like it. Podcast like it's 1999. Podcast like it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.